0: Now entering nerdist.com
1: You made it weird You made it weird Oh yeah You made it weird You made it weird yes you it Weird You made it weird With Pete Holmes you did What is up weirdos It's uh it's me Pete you know uh, I only have a couple things to say because I am excited about this episode Adam Corolla Adam Carolla, he was great, man. A lot of this stuck with me for weeks and weeks. We recorded it basically two weeks ago, so that's the minimum to be able to say weeks and weeks I have been sticking with me. So real quick, let's get to it. weird.com. quickest, easiest, fastest, best way to support the show. I believe we might even have a donate button on there. Some people were asking about that, which is awful, awful gracious of you. There's a donate button, YouMadeItWeird.com. Also buy a t-shirt. We got some new things coming out. Stickers, new shirts. Check it out. Uh, facebook.com regular slash you made it weird weird at nerdist.com is the website and then let's play that sweet sweet crispy song while i do these tour dates we should know thanks to everybody who came out to san diego by the way those shows were great may 10th through 13th i'm going to atlanta for the laughing skull lounge may 17th through 19th salt lake city at Wise Guys in trolley square may 26th sasquatch that's the day i'm performing in sasquatch that'd be great to get some uh you know music fest weirdos out there May 31st through June 2nd, I'm in Indiana in the at the Comedy Attic. June 7th through 10th, I'll be at Bonnaroo. That's going to be great. That's going to be great. Oh, Ju- July 19th through 21. New Brunswick, New Jersey for the Stress Factory. That's going to be great. <laughs> I got to stop saying that's going to be great. Show's brought to you by Amazon. Go to Nerdist.com. Find this episode. Click on the Amazon banner. Shop as you normally would. Sorry I don't have any gameplay games. Uh... What, I could do an old one. Realistic Street Fighter 2. Same game, but if you jump 30 feet in the air and kick someone in the face, they actually die. <laughs> Come on. That's pretty good. I know we already heard it, but it made me laugh twice. Enjoy, guys! You, you fucking weirdos!
0: Well, I've been here. I, I just end up going to, you know, different... Yeah, I know, you've been... I, you but I've been you there were, once. You didn't catch the new... Stu- you must have just missed the new studio. It was under
1: construction. The yeah. There were, a bunch of, there were a bunch of young men looking at yeah. computers, like the born Supremacy. It, it looks good now. <laughs> it it kind of... The new studio looks... worked out nice. Like, it looks Is it where now. I was, and they fixed no, it up? No,
0: we moved... It, it's moved it into the warehouse.
1: There's a warehouse? Yeah. Same
0: building. Yeah, there's a, sorry, the warehouse is the back, the whole thing is a warehouse. It's just uh-huh. the front part was built out, and the back part uh, was just open for cars
1: okay. things like that, okay. wood shop,
0: that kind of stuff, and then it got built out.
1: Well, that's why I'm really glad you're here because you do so much podcasting. I I feel privileged that you took some of your extra time to do a fucking podcast,
0: man. I fucking did Fitzsimmons <laughs> podcast before my podcast yesterday.
1: Really? I have a no two in a day rule. I admire you. What are you doing? I do,
0: I do. Like, I'll do my car cast and then my ace on the house woodworking cast and then double up, do two podcasts in a row that night. How? And then, I can talk. I don't understand. I, like, I, I can talk. You I, got the I, gift to talk? I've never really thought of talking as, a, as, a, as an issue. Really? Because I used to work. Right. And, and then talking was fun. I understand. Because
1: you're kind of yeah. like old school. I mean, you're a carpenter. You can do... Cra- you're not like uh, somebody who couldn't do other things, whereas I think a lot of comedians are people who couldn't do other things. I couldn't no, do anything. No, that's true. I can't do anything else. Well... Look at my baby so, hands.
0: Some would argue you can't even. It,
1: <laughs> Did Katie brief you on how to make me laugh? <laughs> Go right for the jugular. Do not. I fucking love being roasted.
0: No, I I can do other things. I I I miss those. I think it's a good balance.
1: You want balance? In yeah.
0: Life. Balance is one of those things where. Yeah, I like working on the cars. I like working on the homes. I like. Uh, is that
1: meditative is that... for you when you work on a car? When you do carpentry, are you trying to shut your brain off? Hold on, in should those I moments? put my earphones? Are we you started? Can if you want Have we to. started. Yeah, I just, we just started. Oh, we just started. <laughs> oh, Okay, good. Good for us. I like the the seamless merge of let's talk about traffic and Glendale and Lake Hollywood into yeah. the show. Mm. Everybody knows this is Adam Carolla. We don't really do uh, we don't really do it. I dig
0: it. Um, I like. The, I like the balance, and I mean, I, I think in life, you know that thing where you go like, hey, man, you want to go out to dinner? And then your buddy goes, hey, man, that's cool. And then you go, uh, I'm in the mood for Thai." And then he goes, ooh, I had Thai for lunch. Yeah, I always want to fucking punch that guy. <laughs> and you, and right. I never trust him. Let me smell your breath, bitch. I want <laughs> a stool sample. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me smell your breath, bitch. Already a best-selling T-shirt on weird.com.
0: But... <laughs> Uh, you know, we're like the only culture in the world that goes, "Ooh, you ate Thai last week. Yeah. Well, I guess it's off the list for this right. week. Yes. And it, it, my wife will do it. We'll bring home, you know, Japanese food or or Chinese food. And I'll go, she'll go, what are you eating tonight? And I'll go, I'm heating up the Chinese food. And she'll go, you ate that last night. Like, I'm a <laughs> maniac. Like, what's everyone in fucking China do? You they know, toggle is- between Hungarian yeah, and Chinese food. Yeah. And, but but the, so the thing is, is Chinese food is great. And Mexican food is great and Thai food is great, but if you had to eat it every day, uh-huh. you'd be pissed off. So is it great or is the balance great? I and I think it's the great. balance. You, part. So you're
1: saying fixing a car is your Thai food? Ye- kind of. Yeah, if, or if, if
0: g- podcasting is my Mexican food, yeah, then, you know, home improvement would be my Greek food and then <laughs> masturbation is dessert. <laughs> That's the frosting on the
1: cake, as they like to say.
0: Oh, Jesus. But the point is, is the balance, right? Doing <laughs> yeah, yeah, something yeah. other than you were doing the day before. This
1: is right up your alley. I bet this this grinds your gears. Is If you're at a restaurant, let's say you and I are at a restaurant, and you order what I'm going to order, mm-hmm. and then I say, well, I was going to get that, and now I can't get that. Right. I'm a big proponent of, sh- sh- just order the same thing. Yeah, there is a lot of... Uh, By the way As if the waitress
0: is judging You know like she's running back And talking to all the Mexicans in the kitchen Guess what? what What Okay This one guy who I don't know He ordered the eggs Florentine Right And then the other guy Who I don't know was going to get the eggs Florentine but went with the eggs Benedict but then went back with the Florentine <laughs> and they both got the same thing. And are you sitting down? When I asked <laughs> one of them if he wanted a coffee, the other one nodded his head and said, me too. These uh, guys are like joined at the hip.
1: You're unoriginal. Fucking. Well, there's. So- I think there's something thre- men-, men are threatened. If it were you and I, two dudes, yes. there's something threatening there's about something- us getting the same thing. There's it's
0: something a little- homo-erotic, it's about homoerotic
1: about it. It's homoerotic, I suppose. I, like- I think that's what people think. I don't think it
0: I always think it's funny, and I've gotten this waitress. I get these people all the time. (laughs) You know the people ask you a question and then shove the answer in a tenth of a second before you provide it for them? They go... Uh, and uh, coffee, uh, how would you like that? Black? And you're like, <laughs> I was about to say, but you, you cut me off. Like, you asked. They took your power And then you away. provided your own they answer. Took, they wanted to be multiple choice. In, in a millisecond, I would have said a little milk, but you jumped in and said black, and they do this. Now, this is funny. Like, if you go out with a guy, and he orders, like, a BLT, and he goes no mayo and you go yeah I'll have a BLT too and she'll go also no mayo I I always want to go yeah that's how we met we have nothing else in common but we were it's attending the, an
1: anti-mayonnaise uh, seminar, it's the and we hooked dummy up. It's the pattern recognition right, part like, of a mammal. They go, you don't want mayo. You don't want mayo, too, because you're the same circle. I it, call it, table it's, circles. It's
0: a weird thing, but, yeah, people are <laughs> wildly dumb. and like The dumbest. I've The people are the dumbest. <laughs> we are by far the we're dumbest. We're so dumb. We're so fucking dumb, and there's a thing, and it's kind of the same thing, which is like, there's a little bit like a I'm um, I'm on a roll like well no mayo no mayo no mayo yeah like yeah I'm, I got a little mayo momentum may, <laughs> little momentum momentum and I've said to guys because I've worked <coughs> in these shops for a million years and they, they they're a mess and at some point I go look we got to organize all this stuff you know put the screws with the screws and the nails with the nails and I always have this thing where it's always the, the batteries are going to end up with the ChapStick because they're the same size. Like, the AA battery <laughs> will eventually get put with because the ChapStick. Because of the grouping. They'll get grouped. Because yeah. why? They're approximately the same yeah. shape. They do not serve yeah. anywhere near the same the purpose. thermoses
1: are going to be with the surface-to-air missiles. Right. And the ChapStick is going to be with, with the batteries. <laughs> and if you put ChapStick in your universal remote,
0: you'd be is, sorely disappointed. That is such a
1: burned observation. That's an observation, like, not even worth, like, you wouldn't normally remember. I'm so glad that you remembered. It's a mild observation, but it's really ringing you, true with me. You
0: start just putting things, and it doesn't matter because I'll go take your time, be organized, and remember put you know the wing head nuts with the wing head nuts, and the finish screws with the finish screws, and the machine screws with the machine screws. And at some point, and this is what happens with all dumb people <laughs> and all bad students, they're in they're in the game for about. 35 seconds and then the tune out factor is through the roof like you know what i mean like they sit down they look at the you know algebra <laughs> equation they focus on the first one and the next 29 can be damned and so there's a moment in time when they're going, all right, I'm going to put the batteries with the batteries and the chapstick with the chapstick. But at a certain point, <laughs> there's a heavy tune out and it's hard to be tuned in and work on a conveyor belt. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? I mean, imagine. You're not supposed to. That's the whole thing. Like if you're just putting heads on Barbie dolls that are coming down a conveyor belt. Yep. How tuned in can you be you're before your brain eats yeah. itself? <laughs> I mean, literally, you'll go insane if you're in the moment. It's a survival instinct to
1: not think. Well, that goes back to my question. When you work on a car, you do carpentry. Is that your zen? Is that meditative for you? Does that quiet your mind? I I love the
0: problem-solving part of life, and I love coming up with ideas, and I love... You know, I I love coming up with creative ways to solve problems, and the the carpentry stuff and the fixing of the cars and all that kind of stuff. It's just one sort of problem solving. It's equation. for the feeling
1: of the success. You found a way around that problem, and, that and you... I, I like I like the fact that it's
0: tangible. Like I really love the physical. I love the cars. Yeah. Uh, it's well, not... because
1: is it because comedy is so intangible that you want to get into something that's like like Daniel Day Lewis when he's not mm-hmm. acting, cobbles shoes. Really? Everybody that listens to this show knows I love Daniel Day-Lewis because he can't fucking take it anymore. He can't right. take the, everyone loving him for make-believe. He, can't, right. he thinks right. he's so bullshit because he's so awesome. Sure. So then he goes to like Italy and cobbles shoes where no one knows who he is. I right. think that's badass. So he can touch the shoe. You can build a chair, presumably, and then yes. be like, look at this chair. Whereas you and I will have this podcast and we'll be like, that was a good podcast, hopefully. And then at the end, you'll just be like, and where is it? It's, yeah, it's, it's gone just
0: up in the ether.
1: My it's, dad and my mom doesn't even know what a podcast is. They know what a chair is, right? So wow. you like that? Yeah, that's true. I like that. And they know what a shoe is. They right? do know shoes. They yeah. don't know who Daniel Day Lewis is, though. Really? I don't think so. <clears throat> my mom referred to the movie, uh, the celebrity rather, Celine Dion as Salon Dijon. That's real. <laughs> and it was listed as her favorite recording artist, Salon Dijon. <laughs> that happened. There is a certain real. age you get to where, where you, you don't just care. Start. You don't care. Even the things you give a shit about, you don't give a shit about, because life has become that conveyor belt with the Barbies on it, and you're tuned out, man. You're tuned out, and- It's all the
0: same. You're basically, you're just looking at the end of the conveyor belt, and there's a coffin there, and (laughs) you're just like, all the Barbies are falling into the
1: coffin, and you know you're falling in next, and you're like, oh, fuck it. So you tune out. There's a self-preservatory side of tuning out.
0: Well, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, there is, because- If you look at tuned, I mean, if you look at, like, sort of the ultimate tune out, that's a, I don't even know I'm here, so how can I die if I'm never alive? Right. And then there's a sort of a tune in where you're so fucking tuned in, you're like, uh, you know what's on the sheet of that hotel room I'm right, renting. Right, God knows. If I had a Woods what's Light, on, exactly. there'd be a pentagram and jizz on there. It, and God knows the, the microscopic bed mites and all right. the other things. And what's in this hot dog and what's going on in Darfur. You right. know what I mean? Like, there's a part of you that can get so tuned in that you literally couldn't, Put anything in your mouth, right? Because where would have traveled from, and forget about the hot dog. What's in the bun? There are rat fecal matters in that bun. This coffee
1: we're drinking probably has rat feces in it. Absolutely. Well, I'll I'll give you another example. If you think about your heart. If you just stop right now and think about your heart, right. it freaks me out. It freaks me out. I don't right. know about you. you just think I, about I don't my have lungs. A heart. But <laughs> I knew soul. that about you, but so I'm sorry. No, I, I know. And you're like, like, oh my it... God, what if it stops? Right. It, or what if I fall asleep and forget to breathe? You're not going to enjoy the Born Ultimatum. Second Born Ultimatum reference. That's right. <laughs> you're not.
0: <So laughs> you're going to fucking is, freak out the whole There's bit.
1: a nice tune out factor. There's a
0: nice part where you can just get really pumped up about the next. Hulk movie that's
1: coming yes, out. Yes, the, the Avengers.
0: Bizarre fantasy. You whatever. don't care
1: about the Avengers if you stopped and thought about how much shit is in your food. Right, <laughs> right.
0: So that's my point. Or what's going on? Or where this co- where this coffee cup's going to end up? And is that the dolphin, it's going to kill. <laughs>
1: that's fucking true, man. Right, you're fucking right. Garbage. Is a huge uh, microcosm for me about how we look at the world, how we have blinders on, how we don't. We've put a plastic bottle in the garbage, and you don't think about it. That's a right. huge part of being human, right? Or
0: just how about the fact that you know people? I mean, how many times do you have a party and you're cleaning up after the party, and you're you're dumping almost full beers down yeah. the sink, and you're like, what kind of fucking animal would open a Dos Equis, take one <laughs> hit off it, and then set it on my sofa? Arm, by the way, right, and just leave, right? What kind of fucking animals that? Or to dust you... that shit for prance, if you if... track that guy down, <laughs> let me smell your breath, bitch. Yes, that smells like one sip of dozaki. Stool sample, I... yes, the most interesting
1: stool in the world. Is this why I wanted to ask you why, uh, what why you work? What drives you? Because you're already at the top. You're like the most download. Sure. You know what I mean. I'm at the top. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I don't. You know what I mean. I'm not saying you're Tom Cruise or whatever. I'm sure. saying you're at the top of your of your area. You found right. the Corolla zone and you occupy it. Sure. So what now? Are well, you, are you working because of this fear of death? Are you seeing the Barbie dolls? I don't want to get too heavy, but are we no. all distracting ourselves from
0: uh, that? I, honestly, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a, a very concrete example of, of why I work. Um, I am a comedian and one of, the, one of the handful of guys who's into comedy who's really into material shit. I like cars. Mm-hmm. I like vintage race cars, and it's expensive. It costs a, a lot of money. Wait, is this racing. your answer? Yeah, this is my answer. You want to
1: build vintage I- I want, race cars? I want money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna lay it out for you. I was gonna say, is it money, fame, fulfillment? No. Is it uh, f- uh, satisfaction? Something like that. I want to go. You I, want cash?
0: I want cash because <laughs> I ha- w- vintage racing is a really expensive hobby. <laughs> this can't be it. Well, why do prostitutes suck off strangers? Be- they God. want coke. Ah,
1: you know what I'm saying? God oh, in love, heaven! I
0: haven't appreciation for a cock
1: you, you know don't I mean? feel that way what about respect
0: oh uh, i'm not you know here's the thing i never really thought about any of the like respect or how other people in the community or the comedy community but think what of if you everyone or called anything you
1: adam flapjacks or something and every day mm-hmm. like like I'm, I'm not even putting down carrot Talk, but every time you were out people were like yeah flapjacks flapjacks right. guy right aren't right. you glad that people are like hey i love your show that's respect you, you know what's weird um I,
0: unfortunately, grew up in an environment that makes me impervious to accepting compliments or feeling good about compliments. What does that mean? What do you mean? Your family? I, yeah, my family's horrible that way. <laughs> <laughs> They're horrible people.
1: I, I can relate a little bit. My family's mm-hmm. good in some respects. Mm-hmm. My mom overshoots it. Anyone uh-huh. that listens to the show knows. I have an, like an overloving mother. Everything uh-huh. I do is amazing. And then my father and, and my brother, to a certain extent, don't really know if I have news the, they'll mm. comment on the news. Let's say, like, I was like, I'm going to play for the Red Sox. Right. They'd be like, I don't have a bench this year. I don't even know how to mm-hmm. talk sports. You know what I'm, I'm saying? That's they good. wouldn't say congratulations. Right? They would say something about the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, they, they go to the. They're third uncomfortable. Thought. They cannot talk about it's, you. too are you, you Irish? No. Oh well, my mom's side is. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah, just wondering I, where ethnically this comes from. This discomfort with we're not a simply the. No yeah. birthdays, no cakes. We no, stopped right. wrapping Christmas presents like <laughs> seven years
0: in. Yeah, yeah, you know I mean? yeah. You yeah, know I, what it is. No, I, I know exactly what it is. Uh, my, <laughs> my mom got it from my grandmom. I'll tell you two good stories about both of them that, that encapsulate <laughs> both of them, maybe two and a half or three. My mom did something that was really funny that I didn't... See, I, I didn't notice because I'm indoctrinated into this horrible cult mm-hmm. of low self-esteem. And my wife noticed... My mother walked through my front door. She came over about seven years ago to, like, just say hi on a Saturday and, and, and have a cup of coffee with a uh, stepdad in toe who does not speak at all. And she came walking through the door, and she had in her hand a VHS cassette, and she said, this is an episode of Oprah. Glad you're sitting down. And you know who's on it? Funny funny comedian by the name of John Stewart oh. and so the first thing my family does is they they don't understand who I am or what I do or who I know or anything oh, I'll, give you, I'll give you I'll give you a three and a half good stories so my mom says to me the more I laugh
1: the more stories it, uh, yes
0: my mom says. Have you heard of Jon Stewart? And I'm like, well, I'm on the same fucking channel. Yes. on. Of, co- f- <laughs> of course I know. We have the same agent, by the way. Of course <laughs> I know. See, it, the first thing is this weird sort of discredit through... Uh, it, 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 it's kind of a condescending thing where it's yeah. like, have you heard... Um,
1: have you heard of George Carlin? Right. Like, uh, right. What the fuck do you think I do for right, a living? Right. You know? So we're on the same network. What are network. they protecting there? Do they not want to look stupid? Do they want to look inclusive? Why, why don't they just say, they, of course you they know Don Stewart? They cannot wrap their mind
0: around the fact that anybody from their family would have any kind of success or, or do <laughs> anything that wasn't a, just a complete abject failure. Can I in- interject with yes. a, a weird question? Yes. Does,
1: do, you, do you get into numbers with them? tell them money that's uh, no, I, 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 I try did. not to but with my dad the only thing i can say because he's a score guy he's a he's a man he's mm-hmm. like you. He, he likes sports he likes numbers and he likes competition so if i go dad i'm doing uh conan he'll go uh, oh, and i go it pays like uh blah blah and he's like okay you know oh, what i mean that's well, the only thing that works the only uh you have i mean you have to have stories i know what they pay for a pilot and a series and the oh, things you've done i've never
0: talked to my no one in my family no one in my family's ever asked me a question <laughs> Not. Not. <laughs> I mean, they seriously have never asked me a question.
1: <laughs> I can't relate more. I can't relate more. Never been a
0: question asked. I'll tell you. I mean, I'll tell you five quick things. One yes. is we do the Feast of San Gennaro behind Jimmy Kimmel's theater. We're going on year number eleven. It's here. <laughs> My parents have lived in North Hollywood, which is three and a half miles from here, their entire life. They've never been to the Feast of San Gennaro. I'm the Grand Marshal. It's me and Jimmy invented a. Per- we invent. We invented essentially invented. <laughs> a feast <laughs> yeah. that goes on for three days where they close off streets a and little shit. bit
1: hurt you pointing to yourself and yeah. going, i'm the grand marshal well, Is a highlight co for grand
0: marshal they've never been they'll never be i won this uh, the pro celebrity long beach race uh-huh. on last saturday nope my parents weren't there
1: have no idea what it is i've done it three times they've never been there they have no idea what it let is let me ask you this is there a comfort for as there is with me in knowing that your parents won't see what you do this podcast, I, for example, they'll never listen to it. That's why I speak oh, so freely about them. Uh, listen, I I, I I like it.
0: Uh, th- there's, it we, I, I don't it know probably... if you call it liberating. But no, so my mom, so here's how my mom yes, is wired. Please. And here's a very interesting thing. It's very <laughs> sad but interesting.
1: No one's asked me a question. She said,
0: have you heard of this John Stewart? Because I find him hysterical. Oh. And I said... Uh, yeah, I know Jon Stewart, and I didn't want to be baited in because I've been sucked in before, and I'll tell you a story about that. And I'm like, oh, sucked in only to be pummeled.
1: We just have a cute.
0: And my 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 mom said, my wife said, well, you know, actually, Adam knows Jon Stewart. He's friends with Jon Stewart, and they have the same agent, James Baby Doll Dixon, and, you know, he eats dinner with Jon Stewart. So, yeah, Adam knows Jon Stewart very well. And your my, wife said that my wife said it because I won't be sucked That's into great, it. That's great. My wife, oh, but this is a tribe sucked in. And then my mom paused and said, he's a little bit hit and miss. Wait, she changed. She, d- Jon Stewart went from the funniest, hot, young comedian to, to a hit and and miss. To little hit and miss. She
1: wouldn't let you
0: have it. We would not. We never watched a videotape. No. Jon Stewart hosted the Oscars two years later. Name has never come up again. Uh. He is persona non grata and the Corolla. I actually talked to John Stewart and I said, buddy, I want to apologize to you because you had a couple of fans in the name of my mom and stepdad. And now you're dead today because I made the mistake of saying I know you. <gasps> and now how good could you be? In other words, like, John Stewart, how good could you be if my son is friends with you? Yeah. He went from, oh, my God, have you heard of this guy? To a mythic. We don't need to watch the tape. Let's He see. went from a mythic to one of your knucklehead buddies. That's he went to one of my jackoff buddies. He's a jack-off in a, buddy in now. a second, just by me. And... His name has never come up again. Why would it? And, well, It, I it should. Be. No, I'm saying it should. It should. Like The Oscars are held at the Kodak Theater. My mom lives four miles from the Kodak Theater. You fucking think she'd say, hey, your buddy Jon Stewart's hosting the Oscars. What about it? You think I'd get a ticket or something? Like, name has never, ever been raised uh,
1: again. And
0: I realize where this emanates from. Uh. Her mother... My uh, grandmother died like ninety. She died a few years ago, at like ninety three. World class ball buster, but she she was the queen of this. Could not let any praise pass her lips for anyone in the family at any any given time and pass this weird thing on to my mom. Um, the greatest. There's, there's a great story where we were sitting around, we're eating Thai food for like my grandmother's eighty ninth or ninetieth birthday. Right. I hope you didn't have it earlier
1: that day. Bazing. <laughs> <laughs> School check, tell <laughs> me. So I, said, I didn't even want to do it, but I was like, "Comedy gotta, dictates yeah, I have to." You got to come back. <laughs> Go.
0: So I said, um, "We're sitting around and we're doing nothing." And meanwhile, so now we're on year five or six of the aforementioned San Janeiro feast, and I've never said a <laughs> word to my family because I'm not going to get burned. I'm not getting sucked in. I made a deal with them many years ago a tacit agreement of I won't talk to you, you don't talk to me I won't tell you about any failures or uh, agonies or ecstasies you don't tell me about your life and we'll go through life Wait, is, is, is so strange. they don't
1: even go your way
0: It, it seemed to
1: reason they that have no they, idea
0: what I'm doing I don't know what they're doing it seems though that they would want to inform you about what they're doing they don't do anything they, uh, just, they, uh, they, go, they go on walks. Oh they, no! Like work with seniors. And, uh, you know, un, You know my mom. My mom's going to tell me about you know doing a, uh, a senior aquatic class. You cool. know where she jogged in place with floaties on her arms the oh, no. shallow end of a swimming pool to why? Like there's not much going on. Let's let's be honest. So I said, I mean especially compared to winning well, Toyota Grand Prix and hanging it, out with Jon Stewart. In contrast, know, I
1: mean you just having contrast. like a
0: normal uh, life would be uh, pretty right. exotic. So uh, I, to that. I I don't tell them anything and I never do and I never have and if I'm going to be on The Tonight
1: Show I will not tell anybody if I'm I, I, there's no That's telling funny. I'm anybody sorry. I on just, anything I just want to relate when right. I do a late night appearance uh, they don't watch and like my friends don't understand that at all. But I don't know. That's just how it is. Yeah. That's normal to me. It doesn't make me sad in the least. I'll send my mom a link to Hulu the next day. And, oh, you do? Yeah, she'll maybe figure now, it out. Now, why? Like, why don't you think, like, hey, fuck her, man.
0: Why couldn't she stay up an extra two hours? Well, because it's, not, it's
1: not two hours. They go to bed at, like, 6.30. Oh, that's okay. true. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Because why are you sending them a link? Like,
0: I, I guess we, my thing is, like, fuck it. You, you don't... I mean, I literally... I talked to my dad... Before doing a bit on Dancing with the Stars once, which is on at 8 o'clock and not on cable, so there's no excuses. And I said, uh, I'm thinking about doing this bit, but I'm arguing with the producers and blah, blah, blah. And then I somehow spoke to him like a day and a half later, and he said, did you do the bit? No. And I thought, I started to answer, and then I went... Wait a minute, old man! You could have turned on your TV oh, at eight o'clock and for, found
1: out whether I did the bit. You know what? For a or, second, or though, not. I thought you were telling me a heartwarming story. No, oh no! Be, I mean, at least he said that seems like a little bit of progress. He said did, he used the lang- the vernacular. Did yeah. you do the bit? Well, he could have said Can I your, in a, in, your, your thingy. Yeah. But either way,
0: he didn't watch, and that was all yeah. right. Oh, well, wait a
1: minute, my grandmother. Let okay. me interject with yes. one thing. Grandmother, we won't forget. Dane Cook on the show Torgism, mm-hmm. uh, I remember when he was playing Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or what's the one? Boston Garden Fleet Center?
0: Well, yeah. Because
1: the, the he's from Boston. And he called his dad. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to tell his dad to come see him at the garden. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. That he sold out. Right. And his dad is like, all right, we well, will try and make it. And Dane <laughs> right. goes, yeah, try, try and make it. It's just one of the biggest things I've ever done in my life. You know try what I mean? And he's just it. like, yeah, try and make it. Try. But, are we, should know. we be grateful for these people? Are these people... No. Isn't this the soil that the Adam Carolla thing grew out of? This need for other people to affirm you? You're not getting it from Grandmama.
0: Yes. Um, you know, I guess you could go, well, putting out tipperillos on your infant son is what made him one of the hardest-working, hardest-hitting inside linebackers the NFL's ever created. Yep. But... Yeah. <laughs> I would not advise parents to put out cigarettes or right? cigars on their infants. It's son. funny
1: that you say that, though. When I think about having kids, I'm like, I'd like to give them enough attention, but also withhold enough attention so they're interesting. Yeah, I, I listen. I agree. Right? Uh, I mean, no, you don't look. There's a lot
0: of little monsters running around who think that every solid BM they have should be <laughs> put in lucite and uh, used as a paperweight by the president. Uh, and uh, that I've had enough of. Uh, 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 Laser accuracy. So, uh, <laughs> never said that before.
1: That was amazing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know, I was, gonna, for it now. I was going to ask if you had said that no, before, but that I was like,
0: my lips. "That's amazing." But um, my grandmother. So we're sitting around the stable. Yes, please. This is, is a great. Interrupt. This is the trifecta of Corollas. This is my sister, my mom, <laughs> and my grandmother, and they all played their part. So we're sitting around Thai food joints about five years ago. Grandma's old but still alive and my sister pipes up, and she does... My sister does a version... It's funny, because my grandmother got the superpowers when it comes to, you know, know, making you feel bad about yourself, whereas my mom, she's just... She's the Aquaman, like, she's limited, but still pretty good, Uh and then my sister's kind of the Batman. She just has a utility belt, like, she can't actually fly, but but they, they still have their powers, and my sister does this one. She does her, like... Are you still doing that show on the comedy station? That's you know, what your like, sister like, says? Oh, yeah. Like, she doesn't know Comedy Central. You know, she'll say, like...
1: And she'll do a lot of... I thought that line would be attributed to the grandmother. No, album. no, no, no.
0: <laughs> that's just, that, that's a compliment. She'll, she's asking about the show. She'll do things that's like... That's a Corolla family yeah. compliment. Oh, yes. That's as good as it gets. A D minus. That's Hallmark for Corolla. Like, she'll literally go... <laughs>
1: the card is just a tranquil She's scene. asking a question.
0: Yeah. Like, she literally will go... And it's funny, because you don't realize, like, like, how insulting these questions are. She'll go, like... What channel is the comedy station on? Oh. What, which one is that? And it's like, uh, well, Man Show's been on for four years, oh. and Crank Yanker's been on three years, but I'm glad you don't know where to find it oh. on your... You know, so you'll do a lot of... It. So my sister said... My sister goes, I was at the store the other day, and I saw a picture view. It's just at the store, standing by, standing by some cheese. <laughs> and I said, what? And she said, yeah, there's a picture view at the store. And I said, well, what was it? And she was like, I don't know. And it's like, first off, it's like, well, you didn't want to go walk over and investigate. Like, if uh, I was going through the supermarket and I saw a cut-out cardboard picture of you, sis, I would walk over and investigate. Would yeah. be like, hey, what is that? Well, yeah. anyway, I'm going to get some frozen lasagna and move on emotionally.
1: <laughs> and you were on the lasagna, too.
0: Yeah, so she's like,
1: what <laughs> I was, got the other one. What was
0: that? You know, she said, I don't know what that was. And I said, well, I don't know what it is either, because so far I'm just at a market. a picture me at a market, you yeah. know, and she... And I said, "Well, what was it?" And she said, "I don't know." And I said, "But was it like behind the deli counter? Like, hey, dear Phil, nobody slices the beef as thin as you, my friend." And she said, "No, no, this was like a, it's like a advertising, like a cardboard cutout or something." And I said, "Well, what was it for? What product was it for?" And maybe we'll know. And she said, "I don't. I think it was cheese. You and Jimmy were on there for some cheese." And I said. Oh, 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 oh. I said, oh, precious cheese. Me and Jimmy. Yeah, that's the Feast of San Gennaro. They're one of the sponsors Uh of the Feast of San. That was a cardboard. That was an advertisement for them cheese and they make, they make mozzarella and uh, and for the feast of San Gennaro that's why
1: me and Jimmy were on the picture designed to make strangers look at it and retain information right, right. your family sister, members no who idea. can't be bothered had to, had to piece it together <laughs> if advertisers her. could figure out a way to like have an image that changes that becomes your family member like oh, a Coke could figure right, that out yeah when you look at it you see your brother yeah sales would go through the roof yeah your family sees actually their brother can't be bothered
0: yeah they're not secret shoppers they're secret nappers they just go into the store and <laughs> Tune out, and so I, I said, "Oh, oh!" and and then she said, or somebody said, "Like, what's that?" You know, and I said, "Now I got baited in. Yeah, I got bait, sucked in. The I got bait. sucked in." And I said, "Well, the Feast of San janeiro is actually a pretty big event. Like, we close off the street behind Jimmy's. It's three days. We sell thousands of tickets. They have bands playing and carnival rides, and everyone's kind of looking at me." And you, my grandmother realizes the clock well is be like, ticking because I'm, yeah, I'm bragging. I'm bragging. Okay. I'm starting to brag. And I said I said, actually, and this is where I got sucked in. I said, you know, actually we have a we have a scholarship set up and we send kids to college and we raise all kinds of money and my grandmother just blurts from across the table. John Bon Jovi gave a million dollars to Katrina Relief. You just made my dick so soft. And everybody just turned toward her and said, really? That is so generous. And then we talked about my 91-year-old grandmother. We talked about John Bon Jovi for the next 10 minutes. Did you fill up with the hot tub of, of angst? Were you upset? Oh, no. I was like, you know what? This one's my fault because I got sucked in. Like I should have just said to my sister, "I don't know what the fuck you're talking about with the cheese." I've and, and no. It's certainly, that
1: sounds like surrender. Shouldn't we be working no, for no, a better my, family I, I, life?
0: It was. Uh, it was. It's my fault, and it's everyone's fault for not knowing who these people are. Like all the young daughters trying to get love from that dad who'll never give it up to them move on you say move on move the fuck on fuck them and move and don't be scared to go fuck them i and here's the decree i will never be that way i will not be that way with my children i will not be that way with my children so what happened was is we talked about john bon jovi for 20 minutes because you know she's writing the demo Mm, and it's a
1: million dollars she's (laughs) (laughs) 91
0: yeah and we talked about bon jovi what a generous caddy was for like 20 minutes (gasps) and then the following year my mom said something like, well, you know, what do you, where are you going this weekend or something like that? And I said, well, I got to do the feast of San Gennaro this weekend. And she said, feast of San Gennaro. What's that? Uh. And I said, well, we talked about it last year. And she said, really? I don't remember talking about it. And I said, mission accomplished. Uh, And she's uh, an assassin. Now we're going on year 11 and uh, not, uh, no one's ever been there. No, no
1: no one in the family. I have to think, Adam. I have to say, yes. in my own family, mm-hmm. I've seen little bits of progress through communication and stuff. I, I, I look, could help. I could help. I'm just saying, for your own sake, do, do you have fantasies of your sister understanding you a little bit better? You understanding her a little bit better? I, I do, but I'm such a dick that it's like I wrote a book about a
0: year and a half ago. It came out around Thanksgiving. Everyone in my family came over chicks. on Thanksgiving. In 50 years, we we'll all be chicks, yeah. And everyone just sort of helped themselves to one. And I've never heard one comment from anyone in my family what who are readers what, what, uh, about the book.
1: I've seen my sister 10 times. She's never went like, hey, man, that book was What is your fun. fantasy? What is going on in their mind? Is it, are they, my mom will always be like, if anyone's ever rude to me, if like, the 7-Eleven guy is rude to me, she'll go, he's jealous, sweetheart. Way before oh, I had done anything. I never. Uh, no, no, not jealousy. Not There's jealousy. No agenda. That's the sad part. The, You'd prefer I jealousy. Wish, I, <laughs>
0: I wish there was an agenda. You just think it's how they are. Oh, it's how they are. But what have you? No, co- this is like, this is like the prom queen, the hot blonde in the high school, <laughs> and you're the nerd, and you're two grades below her, and you're sitting around trying to strategize about why it is she doesn't know your name. Is it jealousy? Is she overcompensating? Yeah. And it's like she doesn't know who you are. That's great. she doesn't give a shit. It's yeah. not like ah. I'm gonna. I'm going to ignore that nerd, yeah. and I will do it volitionally so that I'll send the message to him. Yeah. No, no, no. I wish it, you. wish. Is the right. nerd the prom queen was thinking about right, you? Right, right, right. She's not thinking Let about you. Let me throw you. this your
1: way. When I when I did the Jimmy Fall- the James Fallon show, I was walking through the hallway afterwards, and I and I saw Lorne Michaels, and he walked by me, mm-hmm. and he didn't look at me, mm-hmm. and he didn't uh, say hello. Nor should he. I, I'm gonna say I'm not like an entitled person that would be like, yeah. Hey, talk to me, Mister right. Show Business Legend. He walked past me, and then I called my friend John Mulaney uh a, a couple days later and he works on snl and i was like uh, i saw lauren and uh it kind of bothered me he just walked by me did he see my sad just not give a shit and and it was he, just after you perform. this is after i performed right so it was fine it so wasn't So he like, should have should have seen he should have he done pro- the math he maybe should have seen that lauren mm-hmm. michael should have seen it i guess that night I, we can't assume that necessarily so then I, I so john says to me he goes pete when you go to a show me, Pete, mm-hmm. as, a, as a non-famous person, but just like a comedian that's been doing it a while. And there are other people on stage. Like what you're saying for Lauren to go like, hey, good job, would be the same for you to like, se- like somebody that's on stage while you're just like, like putting your set together. You're not paying attention. It's right. off the map. It's kind of like what you're saying. It's the hot blonde three grades ahead. It's just not a thought. Right. Is that what you're saying? Is your family Lauren Michaels and you?
0: Yeah. They're like the poor, untalented Lauren Michaels if they lived in shitty houses in North Hollywood. Yeah. And had 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 uh zero juice in Hollywood. That's who they are. Do you Yeah, no, that's the that's the thing. Like they don't know, they don't care. That's that's the thing. I will tell you another I'll tell you. I want to I mean, know how if it hurts your feelings oh. though.
1: Well listen. Does it yeah,
0: well it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I'll I'll do tell you. Do you
1: dream about it ever? Do you ever dream that you're like kicking the shit out of your
0: dad or something? No, I just I, I just grew up early and often with well fuck those guys. And I remember making the decision at a very early age, basically saying I'm going to have dreams about your grandmother and the I'm going her in the to I'm going to do something <laughs> with my life yeah. that, that is you know meaningful and you'll not and, and to be <sighs> fair to be fair. Yep. My mom, not my dad, but my mom, my mom did this, and then I'll, I'll tell you the good part. Uh, we're sitting around another Thai food place, actually, just down the street. This from show's brought r- to you by Red are. Pepper
1: Thai of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah,
0: literally down the street from where we were. And th- my mom, this, it's the all-time classic, but this is uh, about 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago. And we're sitting around the table, and again, so the whole family sort of sitting there eating Thai food. And my mom brings up. And just out of nowhere, she we're just sitting around talking about nothing, and she says, uh, "I got another one of those flyers today on my doorknob for cable. They want me to get cable. Like you know, no one in my family had cable, and at the time, I had two shows on cable: I had the Man Show and I had Loveline. <laughs> Loveline was on MTV for an hour every night, and they ran like marathons on the weekends. And then the Man Show was the Man Show. So I'm doing the Loveline and the Man Show." Of two shows on television, and she looks at the table earnestly, earnestly, and at me and everyone else, and she goes, Can anybody give me one? She said, One. This is the ironic part. She said, Can anybody give me one good reason why I should get cable? Everybody, one. She said one, and she said it to my entire family, and none of them fucking offered. Nobody said, well, your son has two shows on cable. You could watch one of them, perhaps. Literally, in all earnestness, that's what she said. And I I just remember thinking, well, you know what? Fuck that. Then fuck her,
1: I, and and that's it. I have to think that's building up some sort of residual plaque in your soul that's yes. going to be angry. Well, I'll tell you what happened. It's, it's, what it's I happened was the is, talent part. That's what. That's why you're funny. That's what I would say. I'd say that's why. That's partly why you're funny. Maybe there's also another side of that coin that's probably like uh, you know it's it's like the radioactive spider. It's biting you, but it's mm-hmm. giving you these pirates. But like fuck you for biting me. Right. right. Well,
0: yeah. I, you know, I the whole like. Who's funny and why? I mean, look, you take, you know, every, every drummer has a story when you go, how'd you get into drumming? And they go, well, I was five years old and I would just be in the kitchen all day banging on pots and pans with a wooden spoon. And at some point on my seventh birthday, my parents bought me a drum kit yeah. and I never looked back. All right. Who turned him into a drummer? Right. The guy who built the pots and pans. Right. The, the kitchen. The mom wasn't a drummer. The dad wasn't a drummer. The guy was a drummer. Yeah, but why? Yes, exactly. Why is he a drummer? Everyone's wants to know, like, why? But what made you into a drummer? We don't care. We, don't, we never ask that about a drummer. Right, that's true. Comedians, we got to know. But let's ask that about a drummer. Why is he hitting the pans? Does he want attention? He is born with that. He is born, like some people... Can take their tongue and taco it. Yep. I know what you mean. It's gross. And roll it. Don't care for it. Touch their nose. Yeah. I, I, me too. I but like I the think roll. But I don't like the tongue. I have a friend who can flip his tongue over and flip it back. Tongues are gross in general. I, I agree. Like, people shouldn't be telling me or showing me what yeah. they can do with their tongue. Look at my but Are they better than you or is their tongue just. Are they just born that way? Yeah. Then there's people who can mimic. Yeah. Are they better than you or are they just born that way? There's guys that are 6'4 and guys that are 5'4. Like, they're just. That's how you're born. I believe I have a sense of humor, and that's what I'm born with. That's true. That's like
1: your drummer's sense of rhythm.
0: It was probably nurtured, but it was also squashed at the same time. You have to understand. That's good. I dug ditches for a living and swung a hammer and drove beat-up pickup trucks, and basically my adult life was people going, Hey, crawl under that house with that roto hammer and start drilling on the foundation. I'd be like, yeah, no problem. boss." And I was crawling under people's houses amongst rat carcasses and cat shit for 12 bucks an hour. Now, if I, my family had built me up, I definitely wouldn't have got under the house. Right. But that's where I come from. And I decided at a certain point with my family And my dad's never asked, but my mom has asked. My mom has said, look, if you're going to do the Tonight Show, I'd appreciate it if you tell me. Yeah. And I've never told her. Why? Because my thing is. Fuck them. You had a choice. You had a choice. Look, and, and by the way, you can't not go to any Pop Warner football games. You can't not go to any high school... I was an All-Valley high school football player. My mom never went to one fucking game, and she was two blocks from North Hollywood High. You can't do that. Fuck. And then... I get on The Tonight Show, and now you decide you want, you want in? Right. Fuck that. You gave that away when I was 13. Yeah. You had a decision to make. And, and by the way, of course, if everyone knew their son was going to end up on The Tonight Show, they'd go, right. oh, I better pay a little more attention right. to him it's, when he's 13. It's
1: like the Eminem lyric where he says, Suddenly, all I have, I have 30,000 cousins or whatever.
0: Right. You had a decision. You made that decision in
1: 1976. But, yes. And now, you know what? Yeah. You can live with it. Here's the weird thing, though. Mm. You're right. This is this is where grace would come in. Mm-hmm. You have an opportunity to use grace that no right. that never happens. I'm not even saying I would in your position, but I would say that it would almost be. On one hand, you're kind of it, it feels like a pussy move. It's like, uh, please love me now. I'll take it now. Right. I like. I'm invigorated by you being like, "Fuck you! You had your shot. I, that feels yes. like power to me. I live but isn't it, right. the real power saying like, "Look, I'm a, you're a parent. Right. You understand that people fuck up. They right. fucked up. Right. And then you don't have to forgive them. Everyone would understand you not forgiving them. And everyone would understand you being like, fuck you forever. But if you don't, isn't that a different kind of power? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, to me,
0: I'm very much into what I consider justice. And, uh, you know, despot rulers, I want them killed with Predator drones. Like, I, that's how I want. I don't, I don't want them to step down. I want them eviscerated. And I'm that way <laughs> in life, which is I, I used to lease my dad a car. Is that now, right? And I used to lease him a luxury car. And I and – the thing that was funny is – Wait, is this
1: an analogy or are you no, literally leasing your dad I, a car? I,
0: well, I used to lease him luxury cars and the reason i leased him luxury cars this is the grace you speak of is <laughs> i i didn't my dad's not a bad guy he's just completely out of it yeah he's never said a negative thing in his life to me he's never said a positive thing he's just he's just he's, a man. I, he's just kind of out of
1: he's it he's the men's room symbol yeah he's, he's just man. That, he's just that dude there's a man and, over there
0: and he, he's <laughs> soft smoking. and he likes reading books and going for walks and he's not into sports and he's he's does not in cars and he doesn't like cars. He doesn't like, you know, I could walk. He could come into my house and say, what's new? And I could go, I got a brand new Ferrari in the garage. And he'd go, that's good. And he'd turn the corner that and, and like head a, the other that direction. sounds like
1: an illness. That is an illness.
0: Doesn't know, doesn't care.
1: Boredom and lack of interest is a horrible, horrible disease. It's it's an, it's an
0: in. It's it's he's 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 introverted and he's up in his head and he's very much into psychology and he's the exact opposite of who you would think he was. He is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He doesn't know anything about building. He doesn't know anything about cars. He's not interested. In, he has never looked at one of my cars. He's never helped me build anything. Of 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 a built my dad houses. My dad houses. would love you as
1: a, as a son. he's never <laughs> showed
0: up. I, I my dad's we're the worst. You're wa- you're, on wasted, the on your you're and, wasted on your dad. You're wasted on your dad. Listen. Uh, It's the the most insane thing on the planet. I mean, if if you want to talk about like dad, like, hey, he's a man's man and he's a dude's dude and he's a whatever. I was all Central Valley at North Hollywood High. He lived across the street from North Hollywood High. He didn't go to any games. Like he didn't get to enjoy his that son
1: sucks. being the star of the football team. There were probably team. dads there that just had daughters there, just like, watching and fantasizing. I,
0: I <laughs> imagine if Corona was my boy, he doesn't go to anything. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't. It, he doesn't. It, it's like it's for me. It's all about like building cars and sports, and he doesn't care about any of them whatsoever. Yeah. I don't think he has any idea what I do. Yeah. I, I I really don't. Yeah. But. Um, my dad, I used to lease... He's them. seen your house, though. He's see. Well, my
1: dad's the kind of guy who... That's where I go to the money thing.
0: Wh- everyone understands money. When I
1: was building
0: the ne- house that I'm in, which is...
1: <laughs> Next time your grandmother or, or your mom is like, is there a reason to buy, uh, get cable? You should take out a briefcase of cash and burn it in front of them. Yeah. And everyone will go, Adam, what is it you do? <laughs> yeah, I will... <laughs> I will travel around with that briefcase of cash (laughs) just on
0: the off chance.
1: It's handcuffed to your wrist. It's going to make you look pretty cool.
0: Uh, There's going to be a hack song, (laughs) some blood involved at some point. I've seen the movie. It
1: sounds like your family couldn't be bothered enough to even rob you.
0: No. Well, my my dad, (laughs) here's the thing about my dad. I'll I'll give you like, here's how out of it my dad is. (laughs) My dad, I would lease him a luxury car because he wasn't a bad guy and he was poor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I make a ton of money. Why not let the old man drive a decent car? Right. So I, That's every boy's dream. I, I, I leased him uh, a nice car, and then I leased him another nice car. And I think he was on, like, three nice cars over, like, ten years. Yeah. You know? And now he was going to turn the Jag in because the lease was coming to an end. Uh-huh. And he came over to my house, and he said, you know, we're right about the end of this lease— um, do you think we could, you know, renew and get something else and whatever? And he'd actually passed the lease, and I was just paying month to month. Right. And I looked down the driveway and noticed that he drove his wife's Honda CRV, not the Jag. And <laughs> uh, I said, uh, Dad... Why aren't you driving the Jag? And he said, well, it's Lynn's car it was just, I don't know. It was at the driveway. I just jumped in. I said, do you own Lynn's car? And by the way, the Honda CRV is like a $12,000 front-wheel drive, you know, cloth, like literally beige cloth interior, like the uh-huh. cheapest. <laughs> Nothing says I don't give a shit about cars like the Honda it's CRV. v sweatpants like if you see of cars. <laughs> people, right. You see people... It's the sweat. It, it literally, it's like, I I've don't given care. Yeah. I don't care. Look, I, like, these I, are technically pants. When you see people driving, it, like, I wish I could go to the 7-Eleven nude, but I'll be arrested. So, <laughs> and
1: it, it's like. My drawstring
0: CRV. Right. cover what, up my It's junk. what it is. It's like, I wish this city had a BART system. I would happily drive that, but I have to have a fucking car. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck, but people tell me this one's fine. And I'll drive this. It, it's it's the car for yes. people who don't give a fuck. If yes. somebody says I drive a Honda CRV, you go, all right, you don't give a shit. So <laughs> that that's what it is. And literally beige cloth interior. That's and it's it's a piece of shit. And and you own it, so you're putting miles on the car you own. You're, I'm just you're... thinking about the people
1: driving CRVs listening. To well, this they know car. they they'll, they'll admit it. They don't give a shit. You have a Katie. Seat. You have a. No. Katie you, has a CRV. Not if
0: you drive the CRV. <laughs> you don't like to. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so your dad drove the CRV. Right, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I'll put it this. He way. He didn't drive the Jag. But what is somebody? His it's like there? somebody saying, "What's the most nine thousand dollars can get me?" And people go, "Get the CRV." You know, it's not fast. It doesn't handle, but it, it gets pretty good mileage. And it's not going to break down. Like it's, it's right. like one of those super sensible. You know, it's it's, it's
1: not a car for dum dums. It's just not an exotic car. It's like what Crocs are to shoes. They get the job done. It's like, you're not going to hurt your foot. People you are going to make glass. fun of you, but you can drive it around you Disney drive World around. all day and you'll be fine. No one will say shit. Yeah, right. It's so, going to make it a little sweaty in some right, areas. Right, So Squeaky. So he, he, he drives a CRV. CRV, not and, the Jag.
0: And I say, uh, Dad, why don't you drive a Jag? And he just goes, ah, I, said, I decided to take Lynn's car. I said, all right. I said, uh, do you own the CRV?
1: That's what you asked him, right?
0: Yeah, he owns it. And he, he says, yeah, we own it. I said, well, now, Dad, you own that car. But the Jag, we got to turn in. So and I said, like, how many miles do you have on the Jag? And he's like, uh, I got like 20, 21,000 miles on it. And I said, well, I, I got you a 36,000 mile lease. And they don't give you the money back. Mm-hmm. I'm paying for 36,000 miles. And you only got 20,000. And the lease is up. We're going month to month now. So you got one car where I've already paid for an extra 16,000 miles that you haven't put on. And we got another car where you're paying for the miles because you own the car. You're depreciating the car. So I think you should be driving the car that I lease you, which is a much nicer car anyway. So why not drive? So he said, yeah, all right. And he said, but do you think we can get a new car or whatever? And I said, I think we can, but we'll figure it out. And about two weeks later, he came over again, and he was driving the CRV. Uh And I said, "Uh, Dad, remember we were talking about the whole mileage thing and about how you're under mileage and how I've already paid for the 36-mile. It's, you know, three-year, 12,000 miles a year lease. I've already paid for it. Yeah. So you should be putting the miles on the car that I've already paid for. And he said, yeah, I didn't quite get that whole mileage part. And I said, "Okay, but all right, forget about the mileage part. The fact that I'm leasing you this expensive automobile and when you come over, you're frequently driving your wife's car, not the car, but you're in negotiations with me to try to get a new automobile. Don't you find that a little strange?" And he said, "I didn't know part of leasing it was a stipulation that I had to drive it everywhere." And I said, now, you don't have to drive yeah, it yeah, everywhere, yeah. but when you come to my house, don't you think it would make me feel good it's if like I where, looked out the window and saw it in the driveway,
1: not the piece of shit CRP? Wear the sweater your aunt gave you on Christmas right. to your aunt's Exactly. House. Yeah. Exactly. But it's a Jaguar.
0: Right. Right, and the difference is, is that has a macromade owl on
1: the front of it. It looks like fucking shit. This is a nice car. This well, is this a thing, nice... You know what this brings us This
0: is up? a Navy crew neck, What know? do you
1: think of fostering and encouraging passion and interest and curiosity and Impossible. enthusiasm? Not in him, but no. in yourself. Oh. Well, so Cause I... Because you don't want to be that way. I, I, I said... Well, now, here's the point.
0: So I said to him, Dad, uh, you really don't understand how this would sort of make me feel or influence and my decision making and he said i didn't think i had to drive the car every block every foot in order for you to and i said you don't but you come over you don't bring it it doesn't make me feel good right do you don't you understand that and he said no i don't i don't i don't know what you mean and i said that he literally said it and i said um okay and he came over about three weeks later. Now, again, I'm paying month to month, and he is jockeying for a new car. He comes over it, in the CRV towing what, the Jaguar One more time. <laughs>
1: yes. He just wrote, fuck comes you, Adam, and in soap.
0: The, <laughs> comes over in the CRV one more time, and I said, well, Dad, that's it with you and the luxury cars. You're not getting a fourth one. And he said, I don't understand why. Then I, oh. I said, because you're, you don't drive. And he said, I drive the Jag all the time. And I said, yes, but when you come to my house, you don't. And he said, I didn't know that was part of the deal. And I said, but you can't understand how that makes me feel. And he said, I really don't. I really don't know what you're talking about. Like, I really can't understand that. I busted his ass, by the way. And I'll tell you how I busted his ass. Oh, I could snap that old man like kindling and I should have. No, you want to know how I busted his ass? Yes. I went to him on the only thing that my dad enjoys My dad likes jazz trumpet. My dad loves jazz trumpet. He plays the jazz trumpet. Here we go. That's his love.
1: Now we're into it. Now, he's got some. And here's—he didn't
0: realize he created a a verbal monster in the form of his son who could who could break him down very quickly i said you don't understand how it would make me feel to lease you an expensive luxury car and to every time you come over to the house you're not driving my luxury car and he said i really don't know i just i don't understand why you would have strong, such strong feelings about that i really just i disagree i just completely disagree i said dad let me give you a scenario Go ahead. I said, what if one of the guys you hung out with once a month and played a little jazz with had an old beat up shitty horn? He had a bad fucking flugel horn. And he said to you, hey, man, can you help me out? And can you buy me a new horn? And you said, you know what? I'm going to buy you a new horn, man. And you bought him a new horn. And the next time he showed up, he showed up with the beat up piece of shit horn again. And you said, where's the new horn? I bought you. And he said, yeah, it's just at home. And you know, I just took this one. And then uh, the next time you saw him, he said, he uh, said, where's the new horn I bought you? And he said, I just decided to take this one. I said, dad, a month from then, when he said to you, I need another new horn. What the fuck answer would you have for him? And he literally, at that moment, he went like, I said, would you want to get him a new horn? Yeah, or would you have a lot yeah. of questions about why he didn't use yeah. the last new horn you bought him? And he, and he, and he, he went, well, yeah. Well, okay. In that scenario. He I didn't under, just like, say, I'm completely I, I, wrong. You win?
1: No, here's the he, thing. The next he, phrase
0: should have been, you win, Here's Adam. Here's the thing. He doesn't. This is part of the beauty. This is the pain. You know, it's the agony and the ecstasy of my dad. It's like. Um, it's like if you've ever been mauled by a Kodiak bear. The, <laughs> the bad news is you're you're dying. Yeah. The good news is it's nothing personal. <laughs> <laughs> that bear doesn't know you. It doesn't care about your politics.
1: You and here sh- I am only thinking of scenarios where we can get you and that bear together somehow. <laughs> I don't know what that is. No, I just don't want you to give up, but it, it seems like you should. I it's, should. What is your? Do you go to therapy? I have. Does your have therapist say like that sounds about right? Well, is my, it a boundary thing? Be like, get out of here! You 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 keep sucking from me. Or, or I, I'm not even talking about cars. I'm talking about emotionally.
0: No, listen. You realize quickly that your family is not your family. These are just people you sort of grew up under a roof with for <laughs> a certain period of time, and your real family is your new family and your friends yeah. and your coworkers, and And, you know, guys like Jimmy Kimmel have done a thousand times more for me than anybody. Yeah. My entire family combined yeah. easily. Yeah. And I don't look at them as that. I never right. did. So right. people who come from good families go, oh, isn't that sad? But it's not that sad if you never knew it. You never right. came from it.
1: And I, you've replaced it with something really good.
0: Yes, I have tons of people I work with and
1: hang out with. But and what about my the real fam? you know, sin, my, uh, I, yeah. can I say I feel similarly? My brother and I weren't really close, and we're still not really close. But we weren't even even as close as we are now until I was about 28. Mm-hmm. So we went this whole life, and he was kind of out of the house and right. doing things like getting, having sex or whatever whatever guys sure. do. I, and I was at home like knitting with my mother. Right. And uh, and then so now. I have my family, like you're saying, my friends, and they're invaluable. And all those family cliches, like if uh, somebody fucked like got like Kumail is one of my good friends, and he needed help. I w- I do. He's like a kidney guy. I right. give him a kidney. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you're supposed to feel for your brother. And that that that's how I feel. I should feel for my brother, and that's how I do feel for my brother. But mostly out of like, but here's why: because he's the only person that grew up with me and that family. He knows uh he knows how my parents would like fight. He knows how my parents are. He knows how my parents raised us and that that shared blood that shared DNA as I get older seems more and more precious whereas Kumail just doesn't know what it was like to eat dinner with my family when we were right. 12. Right. Right. You know, is there a value there or are you kind of like I'll take Jimmy over that too. Uh I'll take Jimmy every time. Even twice that... on Sunday.
0: I I don't I don't my my family and I just we strangers, always were strangers, never was a bit of anything. And, you know, nobody said you're stupid. Nobody said you can't right. do anything. Nobody abused anybody. They that, just didn't that you been, can do anything. Yeah, there, I, uh, you know, my dad hitting me would have been too big a calorie burner for him. <laughs> like, uh-huh. He just he sat on the sofa and read a book, you know, oh, and that was boy. about it. And everyone just sort of was left to go their own way and do their own thing. The reason I have a certain amount of resentment for them is I do believe I had some ability and some gift, sort of like uh back to the drummer hitting the pots and pans, yeah, I had some sort of certain um i had some 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 certain ability, and i'm not saying like you know it's always this thing you know like when I was a carpenter. And people would say, Oh, you're a carpenter, and you're a good carpenter. I'd say, Yeah, I'm a really good carpenter. I was a really good carpenter. And, you know, people go, you know, You're know, you a good comedian. And I go, Yeah, I'm a good comedian. And I go, Oh, right, right, uh, right. Well, right. why? What's the difference? Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I
1: mean? I mean, there's people that are funny, and there's right. people that are good carpenters. You've built enough audience tables. You've seen it. I, I deal with this all the time. I, I'm staunchly uh, a very confident person, but also I run into the same thing where it's like, I think I'm fantastic sometimes. You know, yeah. it, even saying not? that, I had to back away on my own show with people who like me already, hopefully. Right are listening and I can't be like
0: I think I'm great well why not own it just like when I was a good carpenter I right, owned right, right, it right, like right. yes I know what I'm doing and it's because I've trained really it's, hard it's and I've done luck. a lot of work yeah, and it's you, not luck yeah. and, and there's some natural ability yeah, uh, and then a lot of just hard work so right. the, the reason I have the feeling of resentment is I had this ability and when I was 19 I was at a uh i was at a pizza hut (laughs) in arlita cleaning their carpets and (laughs) making seven dollars an hour yeah and then when i was done with that i was handed a shovel and started digging ditches and that's another thing i did for seven bucks an hour and when i was you know literally ditch digging it's so all I did is, is labor. I started off... I started construction as a laborer. Yeah. And then I was driving piece of shit pickup trucks and living in piece of shit apartments and making livings, scraping tar off roofs and hanging off the sides of buildings, doing earthquake rehab and shit like that. And I never thought I was meant for anything more than that. Right. I always thought, well, maybe, maybe if I get lucky... I'll, I'll I'll pass my contractor's test and I'll make twenty bucks an hour one day right. and I'll live in some piece of shit house in Simi Valley and that's as good as it'll ever get and no one in my family ever led me to believe that there was anything else or any other reason why I should think anything else right. and if, you know when I was nineteen I'd be like what are you doing son cleaning carpets okay right and that was that right and it's just that weird thing that I I never understood it like. You know, when I was 29, I was living in a rented house in La Crescenta with two dudes. And if my son is ever, oh, by the way, when I was 30, I was living in a La Crescenta house with two dudes renting a house. If my son is ever 30 and renting a house with two dudes in La Crescenta, I'm going to come up to him and I'm going to go, what's up? Right. And what are you guys paying for rent? And right. And answer, 1500 bucks. We each pay 500 bucks. I'll bet you the mortgage on this fucking house is eight fifty right why don't you see about getting together a little down payment you're a carpenter, get a piece of shit, get the guys to move in they'll pay rent and you could get something for yourself yeah like, instead yeah. of how's it going
1: right good all right, done see ya yeah. like you know just this weird. So but they, that's the thing. That's what you're saying. I won't. The response to your father being this way isn't necessarily trying to change your father. It's more paying it forward to your son and being like, I, I'm not going to do this again.
0: No, they I will not. They groomed me to be a failure. They groomed me not to believe in myself. They groomed me to have low self-esteem. And they basically said – and and were basically ready to sit back and let me ride off into the sunset mm. with a series of shitty, dangerous construction jobs and a crappy rented house. And whatever my ability was or whatever my little inner belly fire or whatever that was, was able to burn bright enough. And I was able to toss a log or two on that. Yeah. And able to – I was able to overcome this.
1: Who pulled you out? Was it Jimmy? Well, it was me – I mean, who was the first person to be like, "You got something, kid? Some for- oh, some it was, foreman." It was it was it was Jimmy.
0: It was Jimmy going like, yeah. "Hey, man, you should be doing this." Yeah, and I wasn't doing it at the time, but yeah, it was definitely Jimmy. Just being
1: funny. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sure like you've told Jimmy- the story a million times of how you met, but you're working construction. You're you're climbing under under houses and stuff, and you're being funny. I'm pre- I'm presuming. I was like. Taking
0: some groundlings classes, but I got booted out of the groundlings before it became a groundling. Really? Yeah. But let's
1: go before that. So something had to happen where you were like, "I'm going to take a groundlings class." Do you remember what it was that you were? You cracking people up? I had this um,
0: thing in uh, this 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 rudimentary understanding that was was good and was bad, which was i have a sense of humor i realize that i'm funnier than the people around me and i think i have ability in uh comedic ability mm-hmm. that's that was the good thought that's part a that's part a the bad thought that basically uh was a gill net that choked the life out of that was my upbringing which was who gives a shit uh, it'll never work out ugh. so it's sort of like yes you're funny But so what? Mm -hmm. Now here's a shovel. Mm -hmm. Get in a hole with a bunch of Mexicans and get the fuck to work. Right. And good luck telling them whatever jokes you have (laughs) for them with the language barrier. So it was, you may be funny, but it's never going to work out because it never does.
1: And no one becomes successful, not from this part of the world. Right. And so so what? Do you think they were trying to protect you? We have we have a surplus of uh, belief now. Kids are very optimistic. Kids are. Yes. like Everybody you meet thinks they're going to be you. Yes.
0: We're lousy with belief.
1: We're lousy with belief. Yes. Do you think your parents uh, will we see a no. resurgence of this? No, they were not. The kids growing up now that are all being told that they could be at uh. Corolla, Do you think they're going to raise their kids the way that you raised uh, you were raised? Do you see I, what I'm saying? I, here's the thing. Because your parents probably had uh, their ass handed to what them, I right? To,
0: what I want people to understand is I was not raised. Uh, I was not raised. There was no... They were not trying to protect me from anything. They were protecting me from the right. elements. It goes back to it's getting not, an
1: ass beating would have been too much attention. No, it's just get out of the house, do whatever you want. Uh, it's it's not... It's you don't m- think it was conscious like, let's not blow him up because oh, that's not how the world is? Fuck no. You My don't think your parents talked about what you? It, what you hell I did. No. At night... Oh fuck no! Listen, little Adam. No, no, never. <laughs> oh, Listen, what Listen. is happening right now?
0: I look. I'll th- I'll tell you what. I never took the SATs in high school. I had scholarships to play football. Yeah. At, at at, you know, medium to shitty size, uh, like you know, not not Nebraska, not not USC, not football powerhouses. Yeah. I I got recruited. But you would have gone for free. I I could have gone to. You know, Marshall, Cal Poly Pomona, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, UC Davis, um, a couple of, uh, you know, in Lewis and Clark, like some weird little schools.
1: Some uh, some football w- player w- in his CRV is pulling into his Lewis and Clark locker room going, <laughs> w- I like our team. <laughs> w- Willamette <laughs> University.
0: Ah. Yeah, I mean, Cal Poly. Pomona, Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, or something. I you know, couldn't UC name Davis. ten schools for a thousand dollars. I couldn't <laughs> either. I only it. remember. Well, I got recruit. I got recruited by these schools. Oh, okay. That's the only That's right. reason. Sure. Only reason I can name Willamette University. Yeah. I didn't know where the fucking. I didn't even know where Willamette was. Oh, it's a place.
1: It, it's Is a it river. All covered in plastic? It, Thank it's you. It, <laughs> like Lammet, laminate. Laminate. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I only got it because I've done a
0: lot of laminate work. (laughs) Done a lot of formica work. It was a
1: C plus. It was a Uh, C plus. So (laughs) the thing is this C.
0: Well let's not push with the plus. (laughs) Now here's so I, no, there was no thoughts of anything. There was just, but there was no, no one never thought about them either. But there was
1: no thought, we got to hold them down or we got to build them up. The thought was just, no thought. You know what this, I'm sorry I say this a million times on the show, but the Chinese proverb of heaven and hell, hell is everyone has pool cues for chopsticks and they're trying to feed themselves and they can't, Mm -hmm. so they're Mm -hmm. starving. And heaven is the same room, pool sticks for chopsticks and they're feeding each other and that's heaven. Uh It sounds like your house was kind of like hell in the sense that no one's feeding each other, no one's paying attention to anyone else and it's all just like just try and get your own food in your bowl and you Adam Carolla put the sticks down and said I'm going to eat with my hands yes I
0: I I said and by the way uh, not top ramen little rich for our blood we went with the bottom ramen (laughs) Uh the two
1: cent a pack yeah, we went,
0: top ramen. It's got the word
1: top in it. Is there medium or bottom ramen? Your grandmother comes in and goes, you know, Bon Jovi makes his own ramen. I mean, that's and right. Oh, oh grandma. Yeah. Oh, she's fucking love Jovi, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: So, no, I wasn't being set up for anything, and yeah. I wasn't being, uh, I, I wasn't being <laughs> held back me. or protected from anything. There was no thoughts of anything. I, I went to high school. I got a bunch of letters recruiting me to play college. I didn't know what to do with those letters. I didn't right. know how to fill those things out. I never took the SATs. I never took algebra. I got out of high school. I cleaned
1: carpets, and then I moved out. Well, That was it. But you, I, I read somewhere that you, you've said that uh, sports kind of saved you from all that. Did sports give you that sense of like, oh, I can accomplish something? The way that you love fixing a car problem with sports, like I can fix a sports problem. I can I, score a goal I'll unit. tell you what sports did.
0: Sports made me tough, and toughness and tenacity – is something that you should hope your child has versus, oh you know, uh, a gift for music or math equations. Uh-huh. You want a kid that's fucking tough.
1: Interesting. You want why? a kid that's not why. a pussy.
0: Because life is doesn't hard. work out. Yeah. It's a little bit hard. If you want to get anywhere in life, you have to overcome a lot of shit. Yeah. And if you're busy crying or pointing fingers, I mean, if your excuse is... You know, why'd you get a D in English? Because the teacher doesn't like me. Instead of victimization, turning on in yourself. Yeah. Let me tell you what sports is. There is no externalization. Your coach gets hold of you and goes, you fucked up. You missed that block. Fucking a, if you missed that fucking block again, you'll be sitting on the fucking bench. Yeah. And there's, here's what there isn't. Here's what does not exist in football. Well, hold on. Let me, let me, let me tell you my side of the story. Right. I was told that we were running a draw, so I'm not supposed to pick up. It's like you start, you say you get one syllable into yeah. that shit, and that guy grabs your face mask and goes, now you're on the fucking bench yeah. and you're running last. Yeah. And we you know what else they would do ah. in football? Here's what they would do in football. And this is what they need to do. And, you know, everyone, everyone says this. Well, what if you get injured? What if somebody gets injured? And I go, listen, dislocated finger, that lasts two weeks. Being a pussy, that's a lifetime sentence. <laughs> I'm not a puss. I'm not. I, that's the whole thing. Can you bring I'm it tough. back to
1: victimization? I that, never that's fucking, something that I'm I, really interested in.
0: I, I'm not, I, will, I never take a sick day. Yeah. I, never, I never give myself that. Like, I'm not one of these guys that fucking, you, you know, I'm not G. Gordon Liddy, like, sitting in a prison cell cutting on myself or right, anything. Right, right, right. I just go, look, you can do a lot, Or you can do nothing. I've seen it in my own family. I've seen a bunch of smart people just wither away and do nothing. Uh Welfare, food stamps, nothing. Just have their fucking knees cut off and have the government just send them a check, send them some food stamps, and tell them just to stay home and fucking rot. And I've seen it, and I've seen people do amazing things. Right. We've all seen it. We've seen the guy with no fucking legs climb Mount Everest, and we've seen the guy who's perfectly able-bodied fucking sit on his sofa and wait for the next government check. Right? It's, who you don't know what you're capable of. Right. And it's within all of us now. Greatness isn't within all of us, but toughness is. Ah, fucking and brilliant. we need to ask that from people. Yeah. We need to tell people, are you fucking hurt or are you injured? Like, it's so are you sick or are you so sick you can't get your ass up and go to work?
1: The type of social intelligence that doesn't victimize. The idea that, like, let's say uh, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of an example that isn't from my real life that people would be able to decipher. If I'm trying to find a barber... Right mm-hmm. to come to my house and cut my hair. Sure. Stupid example. Right. And I call one guy, and he doesn't, He can't do it. He says he can't do it. It's dangerous if you go like, well, it's something about my voice. He doesn't like me. People, people aren't going to come to my house because of my neighborhood or whatever. You know what I right. mean? Instead of being like, oh, that guy's a fucking dummy. I'm going to go to the next guy or whatever. Victimization is a terrible, terrible, terrible. cancer. That's what, that's what invigorated me about what you're saying. The idea that sports is like, no, it's black and white. You fucked up. Get to the bench. Instead of being like, oh, it's because it's not fair. The right. ball doesn't, my hand. You know no, what they, you, know, you know what they would do?
0: I love this one. And they would never do it again today. They would line up. They'd take the whole team, and they'd go, look, we're going to go hit the sled. And the sled was like the blocking sled, and it had, like, seven places, pads for everyone to hit. And These are the things it. you run into. Yes. You, seen
1: you didn't see a sled? I didn't know it was called a sled. Wow. So. <laughs> uh, a lot of judgment in that. Wow. And this barber boyfriend of yours. His yeah. name is. <laughs> Who, so There's somebody that has a bit. I don't know who it is, hmm. but there's nothing manlier than fucking another man. It's the funniest thing I've ever oh, heard. Yeah. It's, he was like, oh, you fuck a woman? It right. smells like flowers and dainty. Right. You fuck fucked dudes. her. I fuck a dude who could kill me. Yeah, like, I, lo- I thought that was so great. I, there is I wish I knew who that, that bit was. I'm sorry. I can't reference them, but uh, I love it. Anyway, go on. And line up the whole team in
0: front of the blocking sled. You guys can Google image it.
1: And <laughs> now you're assuming my listeners also are like me. They probably know. I'm assuming. And they
0: <laughs> they look like Tetris pieces. But the cushy. The coach stands on the sled. You know, he'll blow a whistle. You'll fire out. You'll drive it. You know, just drive, drive, drive. Come on. You'll be pushing this guy along the grass for, you know, 20 yards. And then he blows a whistle. You stop. And the next guy in line gets up. and yeah. he blows a whistle again. Now, when I used to play, he'd hold the ball out and he'd say, look, this is the ball. And you guys all get in your stance. You're on defense. And when you see the ball move, you fire out and hit the sled. But I'm going to try to draw you off sides with my count. Uh-huh. Don't listen to the count. Keep your eye on the ball because you're going to be playing on the line and the quarterback's going to be yelling, hut, hut. But you don't want to be offsides. You wait for that ball to be snapped. Right. So he'd just sit there and hold that ball out. Is that what all the hut business and that's is? That's all the hut is. <laughs> and every once in a while. Just hut already. He'd yell, hut. And some guy would fire out and hit the thing without uh-huh, moving the uh-huh, ball, uh-huh. and then he'd say, "Now you can all go on a lap, and you can thank Higgins Staller because he didn't watch. Yeah, he didn't. He he jeopardized the whole team. He just cost the team five yards. Now everyone run a lap. Everybody, not Higgins Staller. Everybody. Yeah. And I've had it happen before where he said. Everybody's going to run a lap except for Higgins Stoller. Higgins Stoller, you can sit around and think about how much you just jeopardized the rest oh, of the team. Oh, that's worse. That's much Even worse. Even fucking worse. And everyone's just fucking running like fucking Higgins Stoller. Fucking Higgins Stoller. Uh, and now everyone looks at that, that in, as abuse. Yeah. But really, guess who learned not to fucking jump off sides again? Higgins Stoller. you goddamn right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it, man. I've never been a competitive person, but I, 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 I I'd like to think I got some grit somewhere. Mm. Now, I'm not here to tell you. I mean, you can you can tell a lot about me. I don't know what a uh, what is it? Oh, a sled. A sled is. Wow. I was not traditionally bred to be like a tough person, but I do believe I have some grit when it comes to having. Bad news given to me. You're not funny. Beat it. Get out of here. That yeah, sort of stuff. Get, well, you
0: have to to be to get in here your somewhere. yes. position.
1: Yeah, that that sort of grit, that sort of stock is in me. Even though I've never been in a fight, I've never you know traditional manly guy stuff.
0: Locking sled better form of transportation than the Honda CRV. People don't realize that.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about. I wanted to talk to you about being a man. Okay. That actually goes nicely with, uh, with this topic. I, I was just last night talking to this guy. who uh, j- He's a comedian. He had just gotten a divorce. And we hugged in celebration because this woman... Uh, and I don't want uh, to... It's dangerous because I love women. That's mm-hmm. part A. Mm-hmm. Part B is there's this weird capacity for men to be uh, destroyed by some of them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean by that? And I don't mm-hmm. blame the woman. In fact, I, everybody's complicit in it. There's something about sex... That can open up a man, and mm-hmm. then he gets in a bad relationship, and mm-hmm. he remains in it. He mm-hmm. should man up. He mm-hmm. should hit the sled and mm-hmm. fucking be a dude and mm-hmm. be like, this isn't right. But he stays in it. He stays in it. He stays in it. He's lured by uh, sex in a lot of the cases. And then the woman, uh, it, he can't please her. He can't figure her out. And the next thing he knows, he becomes a shell of a man, something we call in the show a sad dad. This mm-hmm. can go both ways. Sure. But I wanted to talk to you about the idea. And you're in, you're married. Right. So... How does a man, speaking of Greg Fitzsimmons, we talk about men in some marriages and cases blow a baby up the woman, and then they're discarded. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You've done your job. It's almost Mm -hmm. evolutionary. It's like, Mm -hmm. you've given me baby, now beat it. There's no Mm -hmm. more need for you to be attractive. There's no more need for you to be masculine and authoritative and, like, domineering and providing. The woman can do everything on her own, so man is just discarded and and reads books quietly on the couch and doesn't pay attention to his son, Mm -hmm. Adam. But why, thank
0: you, but why... (laughs) No, my family needs me very much to provide yep. for them. I mean, to put a roof over their head and, and just and, repair it. So you it and your leak. wife
1: specifically, she still remains interested in you and attracted to you. And and I, I can tell just by talking to you, you've remained a man. You have opinions yeah, and stuff. Sure. You must ups, upset her or, or, or you disagree or. I'm just talking about like. Uh, yeah, I do. Shrinking. I have. Ma- here's the, here's. The, I'm having a hard time I, articulating. This. All right, I had a I had a funny conversation with yes, my wife please. once
0: because uh, it was actually a funny thing. Um, Mark McGrath from uh, Sugar, Ray Sugar Ray said to me a few years ago. He pulled me aside. We we're standing around at Kimmel's house. You know, oh, he
1: donated fifty dollars to charity once.
0: Love that guy. <laughs>
1: What? It's a Bon Jovi God joke. God damn you. <laughs> ruined my train of thought. Uh, I'm sorry. So you
0: and Mark McGrath. He pulled me aside and he said, uh, when did paying for everything count for nothing? Hmm. And I said, I don't know. But somehow they figured it out. Yeah. They figured out a way for the dude who pays for everything to get you back to even. To even. And I've said uh, many times to my wife or anyone else who will listen, and, and they're... <laughs> They're like, uh, but we've created this fucking horrible society that's just littered with pussies, and they're nuts. And I, you know, I do interviews with people, and they're like, "And do you go shopping? You know, do you go cr- grocery shopping?" And I go, "No, I don't." And they go, "Why not? I mean, don't you feel that's part of your?" And I go. No, I go out on the road, I make money, I do a podcast, I make money, I write books, I make money, and then I give it to my wife and she goes shopping. And they go, oh, so you don't think? And I go, no, I don't think. I, if my wife wants to go I was in St. Louis in Minneapolis last weekend. If she wants to go there and fucking sell out Garrison Keillor's Theater and come back with 17 grand, then I'll go to the fucking Trader Joe's. But I'm on the fucking road and she can go shopping. That's how it's going to work. And but I have to do assume she's that make okay me with some insane ogre. Of course, everyone would be everyone except for our culture would be fine with that. You go to any fucking culture on the planet and go have your husband make a shitload of money, lease you an Audi, get you a big fucking house in the hills, pay for everything. And here's what you got to do. You got to pay the nanny, pay the maid and occasionally go to Trader Joe's. Do you think every woman on the fucking planet wouldn't dive on that? Of course (laughs) they would. We've we're the only society that is fashioned in this way. And I can tell you something. I'm not going for it. I fucking go out and bust my ass. And guess what? It counts for something.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. and I think there are a lot of women that do, your wife has to think, your ha- wife has to think like you do. And she's like, that counts for something. She, they,
0: so, <laughs> it's in between. But I mean, like, like you get a lot of like, uh, the kids are having a cupcake party at noon on Tuesday. Can you go over to their preschool? Right. And it's like,
1: well, no, the, I work. The problem is though, Adam, is that that type of love currency, the currency, the love of giving and providing right. doesn't really excite people i know it, it is it's not provocative but i it's actually not agree. Attractive. I agree i agree i what i had parents that paid for everything for me and that got old by age eight hanging look it's like providing, I, I like i'd like that a lot dad but i'd rather you
0: like throw the ball Well, with you me can do listen i i'm not one of those dads that that's like i gotta hold it back so my son or my daughter looks at me as the dude I have dance parties with them. <laughs> we're, we're,
1: <laughs> now we're in the Jutes. I love it.
0: We're listening to Lady Gaga and we're listening to Fergalicious. Yeah, and we're, we're dancing our asses off. I wrestle the shit out of them. I I'm, I I have to say that I want to say that I come from just a ton of depression. Yeah. My family was wildly depressed. Yeah, and I remember as a child I was utterly devastated and just constantly bummed out by how depressed my mom was and how depressed my dad was and how you know there's an element of people going oh did you blame yourself for your their depression Meh, not really it's just they were bummed out all the time and that sucked for me yeah. i never saw my mom laugh i never saw her smile oh, i never saw her have a good moment i'm they didn't. They, black, your childhood isn't black and white in my it, mind it, they <laughs> did not have teams they cheered for i never saw my mom dance i never saw her like just go fuck yeah and jump up when someone scored a touchdown or yeah. anything she was bummed out her entire life if you talk to my mom it's funny there's little indicators like if i say to my mom if i call her up and i go how you doing mom she goes i'm doing okay like she never says good she uh-huh. does not in her vocabulary she cannot enjoy she cannot do anything and i and they're totally they're both the two uh, least physical people i've ever met in my life mm-hmm. they don't hug they don't there's no i never wrestled with my dad we never hug we never it's oh, everything's weird so i wanted to first and foremost be physical with my kids like i wrestle with my kids and the other thing i wanted to let them know and this is you know we talk about all the time in this society like you know we never stop talking about have your kid belted into a properly you know safety seat you know Mm -hmm. it's all fucking talk about safety seats and seat belts and clicked in and secondhand smoke let me tell you something secondhand smoke Fucking who gives a shit about secondhand smoke. You know what the PSA should be about? Don't bum out your kids. Fucking have a dance party once a week with your kids. Yeah. Hug them. Wrestle them with them. Yeah. Be silly in yeah. front of your kids. Yeah. Be crazy. I do crazy dance parties with my kids, and they're well, laughing at me. While smoking. While <laughs> blowing, <laughs> just blowing unfiltered Pall cigarettes into their fucking face. You know?
1: No, I think you're right. That's a real illness, too. Not not being silly and not being fun and not having a child. environment. I want
0: my kids, here's what you want. You know, as there's all this thing where it's like, you know, you want them to have, you want them to be able to speak a second language. It's important that they learn. you know, turn on this part of their brain which is going to help later on when they're exposed to this and they're exposed to that and they're all this fucking shit you want to expose them to. Half the shit is what you want to expose them to and then the other half shit is what you don't want to expose them to like Mm -hmm. radon or unfiltered water or secondhand Mm -hmm. smoke Mm -hmm. or inorganic eggs or Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck it is. None of that stuff means shit. They could drink from a fucking hose their whole life. They'll be fucking fine while a guy stood next to them and smoked. They would be fine. But I'll tell you where they won't be fine. If they think Mommy and daddy aren't enjoying life. Uh, not enjoying not only them but life. Yeah. I want my kids to know not only is dad digging it. Like I'm fucking I'm driving my race cars, I'm doing my thing, yep. I'm enjoying myself. Yeah. Number 1 and number 2, I'm enjoying you. Yeah. I'm en- I'm enjoying my kids. I had a moment uh last week where after I won the uh, Celebrity Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach, I just reached over. I was in my fire suit and the whole nine mm-hmm. yards, mm-hmm. and I reach. That's a suit you wear when you're. Ah, okay,
1: I got it. Okay, I got okay, it. Good. I got it. I thought it was okay. I wear a fire suit when I dance with the ponies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, some of the ponies
0: fire breed. I like reached over the the string with the paparazzi and everyone was celebrating the champagne and everything, and I fucking picked my kid up. I picked my son up, and I just grabbed him. I was just hugging him, and he was just sucking it all in, and yeah. people are like, cheering. Katie, if you do a Google image search, you'll see uh, me and Sonny at the uh, Toyota Grand Prix, and it was, like, it was the greatest, and he'll remember it forever. Yep. And I want him to know that Dad is having a good time. Yeah. Dad yeah, is yeah, yeah. digging it. Well, this And is part like- of the reason Dad's digging his life is because of you too.
1: Right. Because he 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 dug his life before and now he
0: digs it even more that you guys are right. here.
1: This goes back to my big belief that uh enthusiasm and interest and curiosity can be fostered. These are these are things that people think they have in general, but I bet you worked on your interest in sports. That's why people learn the stats, that's why they invest all this time. You foster it. You want you want to like cars. You do like cars, but you work on it and you feed it because it's good to like something. I wanted, you know, I
0: all I wanted when I was a kid was to get the fuck out of the house hmm. and and join some sort of community where I felt like I excelled and could be a part of something and that's what sports team sports right. was for me. Football especially. Baseball fuck around with fat kids and you don't do anything but football was a real sport, you know. Baseball practice was like, ah, this is going to be fun. Football practice like, ah, it's fucking miserable. Right. So, uh, and m- making yourself miserable intentionally is a
1: good thing. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. And that, but learning to learning to love and enjoy it. Do you can you do an impression of people doing an impression of you? I, I, you know, I was saying. <laughs> this whole uh, time, I'm just crafting an it, impression it's, of it, you. It's
0: always, always. <laughs> wah, 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 two by four. Sheetrock. Wah, wah. You, know what I real, you know what I realized? I, I swear to God, I was saying to someone the other day, first off, why can't somebody do an impression of me? Because there's a lot of like Norm McDonald stuff and yep. Colin Quinn and even, you know, people. Colin Quinn. Right. Like, why can't somebody do me? And then I realized. The problem when people, it's kind of a compliment. When people do me, they don't know the jargon. So, Ah, that's right. They they go, well, I got to get a two by four and a, a. Dang a jigger! They run like they can't go. Let me give you the nailing schedule on sheer wall and explain to you the difference between CDX and yeah. OSB. OSB yeah. is oriented strand board. I know what OSB struck is. Struck one CDX is what you'd use with the label out, and you'd use eight penny sinkers or ten penny ring shank nails. Right? Like they can't do it, so they just go two by four, eight. Benny When I was going to
1: talk to you about cars, I was going to say fan belt. That's my go-to. Right, that's,
0: that's the whole thing. So <laughs> comedians have no technical knowledge, Yeah. and since they have no technical knowledge,
1: and my whole thing is like talking about cars or right. talking about woodworking, they, they, they out.
0: run out of shit almost immediately. Let me, but, me
1: ask you this. About your parents and your ch- black and white childhood, uh, I want to talk a little bit about fame, and I want to talk a little bit about your fans. Does that do it for you? I'm going to I'm going to I'll open up and be vulnerable and say I love my fans and I it does get me off when we talk and they say that uh, something moved them or they like something, they enjoyed my album or whatever it is. That does do it for me in a genuine way, not in a like get it, get out of here, I'm in show business. I like my fans. I enjoy that. Do you feel that giving you a little bit of that affirmation that you probably crave because you never got it from your family? And then also just what what is fame like in general? Um I have I've have two there's both, both feelings.
0: W- one is I I never got it from my family, so I, it does feel good when I get it. On the other hand, I'm somewhat impervious to feeling anything. Like I really can't feel anything, for good or for
1: bad. Right. Um, but I, that goes in contrast of you picking your son up in the champagne and the, and the Grand Prix. And- I, ironically, the thing that's weird or
0: something about me is... I have a great uh, appreciation and a, a a proudness of doing things that are uh, a accomplishment like a physical of a physical nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have it with comedy, and I don't have it with show business. You don't. No. So I. You,
1: but you have specials. You have
0: uh, the book. That sort of no. Stuff. I know, the but I don't feel different. that way. You, you see, the thing the thing about it, uh, I, I, honestly. Um, Six months ago, I did the uh, Monterey Rolex Historic Races, where it was like the biggest race at Laguna Seca and Monterey. I know the Monterey. And you know where Monterey is, sure. Yeah, I know that. I, I, well, there's a racetrack up there called Laguna Seca. And they have I know the, Laguna Seca. they have the biggest.
1: I raced in that. Oh, okay. So R- I don't have to tell standard, you. With a standard with the carburetor and the fan belt. <laughs> and they it have. Was a, it was a CRV, actually. <laughs> you raced a CRV? <laughs> I CRV? did, yeah. I didn't know they had Ripped a class out the of engine. Vintage.
0: Yeah, and They had... And I did a race, and I won the Rolex Cup for this race. I won the, uh, and I was over the moon about it. Like yeah, I was really wildly proud about it, and I, and I loved it. It was a great feeling, and I was excited about winning this race. Uh, I like physical stuff, and when it comes to the comedy part of life, like you know, writing the books or doing the podcast or whatever that is, I look at that as just my job, and it's supposed to be your job, and to me. It's weird because if I... I I went out um, last weekend, as I said. I went to St. Louis. I sold 800 tickets. The place holds 900 or or maybe more. And I didn't sell the place out. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Minneapolis and sold the place out. Maybe 1,000 seats. And had a really good show. But the St. Louis show, it wasn't that great. I mean, it just... It just wasn't. I could have been better. Uh, the place wasn't sold out. Did you
1: know it wasn't sold out when you went out?
0: Uh, yeah, I could see, like, the, there was room on the balcony. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when uh, I got home, uh, you know, my wife or somebody said how to go. And I said, St. Louis sucked. <laughs> right. And I, not St. Louis didn't suck. I wasn't as good right. as I should have been. Right. And my wife said, I was reading some tweets and everyone from St. Louis seemed to like you. And I said, eh, I wasn't, I could have been better. Now, so... The point is, is I wasn't really pumped up about the success of, of Minneapolis. I was more bummed out about not uh-huh. doing as well as I should have done kind in a, St. Louis. I understand that. And my look at I look at myself as a as like an airplane pilot when it comes to comedy, which is I don't need a fucking hand job every time I land an airplane. That's, right. that's my job. Like my right. job is to sell out the theater and then do do 90, 100 minutes, kick ass, make everyone who went to that place leave and go, fuck, that was great. Yeah. And if it comes up short of that, I fucked up. Right. And so the the, the high end. Take a
1: lap, Corolla.
0: Right. The high end part of it. (laughs) I'm supposed to do that. They paid 40 bucks for a ticket. You know, you're supposed to be good. Yeah. So I never really have the like, oh, man, does this feel good? I really just have the "Eh, that didn't turn out as good as you thought it. Yeah. as As it could have. And believe me, it feels good to go out and do the Tonight Show and have people laugh and have people say that was great. Right. But I'm almost
1: immediately over that. And when it comes to. Well, uh, does the joy burn off quickly? You do
0: Minneapolis, uh, oh. and does it burn up fast? It's gone th- that day, that night.
1: I, 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 I love talking about this sort of stuff. I got a, a bit of good news. I booked a part in a in a thing, and I and I, I got it, and I was like, I want to monitor how long this lasts, uh-huh. right? And I started driving here to this podcast, and I hit traffic, and I got really mad because <laughs> yeah. I was like, of course, the day Adam Kroll is here, you know, a lot of the people that do the podcast are friends of mine. They'll understand sure. 10, 15 minutes. I didn't want to leave you waiting. And I'm in the car, and I'm like, instantly filled with wrath and rage and just upsettedness. And then I had to keep coaching myself to be like, but that good thing, but the good thing started getting more, right. and more tarnished. Well, but, but here's the thought I had, and I yes. bet you agree, I'm addicted to my work. My work gives me highs that I, I would put against any drug. I haven't done many drugs, but I'd put it against any drug. It burns up and fills me with light and joy. I'm addicted to it, but I don't pay for my drug. My drug pays me, mm-hmm. right? Wow. It's fucking great. Well, I listen, I'd put my life against anybody. It's great. I,
0: it, look, don't get me wrong. From yes. a guy who did earthquake rehab, crawling under condemned buildings and digging footings <laughs> with a coffee can. So much digging. Oh, uh, it fucking sucks. <laughs> Dirty. You have no fucking idea how uh, shitty a life I've led and how, sh- <laughs> how many shitty jobs I've had, at, you know, starting with McDonald's and going to carpet cleaning, ditch digging. <laughs> look, the notion that I can, you know, leave Burbank Airport at three in the afternoon, land in Seattle at five in the afternoon, go to my hotel, Mm -hmm. take a nap, Mm -hmm. uh, watch a little TV, go to the Moore Theater, sell it out Mm -hmm. and walk out of there with thirty five thousand dollars and go on a plane the following morning, go home Mm -hmm. is I will never mistake for work. Yeah. It's never, it's not work for me. Right. It, it just isn't. It, it. I will never count that as work. And it's, one of my missions in life is not to get bitchy about show business. Right, you know, it's right, like right. I did a Fitzsimmons podcast last night and then I did my podcast last night and then my assistant said, oh, you got, you got Pete's podcast to do tomorrow morning. And I was like, Fine right like, i wasn't like oh fuck i'm tired tar- I'm so tired of talking <laughs> ah! like it's fucking talking it's not roofing it's talking ah, i it's love
1: your perspective
0: it's great mining. Yes. it's talking i understand that yeah so and i never want to treat it like uh the drudgery of, yes. of having pete ask me about my child and life. you've seen the other side you like you keep saying like the i've had horrible jobs and by yeah. the way you know, next time you're going to a gig, when you're going through the airport, look at the poor sack who's checking your bag at the TSA. Yeah, look at the yeah. poor bitch behind the counter at Southwest. Look at the chick who's giving you the peanuts and the Miller Lite when you're on the plane. Right. I think any of those fucking people have it as good as you. Right. The guy's handling the bags. The guy's right. working in the tower. Whatever. That's, that's a, None of them. Everyone you pass, the guy picks you up in the town car. Everybody has a shitty... When you check in the hotel, the person behind the counter there... Everybody has the person a shittier, that cleaned your room. everybody everybody has a shittier job than you if you do this. so right. let's keep things in perspective. Yeah. On the other hand,, right. I don't care about this. I just want
1: to make money right. doing it so I can go vintage racing. Well, people acclimate to wherever they go. Pretty quickly. Even yeah. though what you, the, the scenario that you've just painted is uh, a salivating sort of dream reality. Right. right. But then you get it, and that's where you are, and then you, you acclimate. Now that's normal to you. Sure. And now you want other things. You want to win races. You want to wrestle kids. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Not my own. Let's be clear. <laughs> Let's be clear. You need something uh, bigger to get the juice going.
0: I want, yes, it's true, and the accomplishment breeds more accomplishment and it makes you sort of have a zest for you know a, a completing more and doing more. Um, and I don't know if it's my background or I don't know if I just won't let myself, but I and and maybe part of it is a self-preservation mode, which is, I just don't think of what I do as anything, and I never really think of myself as anything. I just am a guy who enjoys certain things in life. Those things cost money, and <laughs> I will go out and make that money to bring to bring it home and continue doing what I'm doing. Right.
1: And you know, I, it, it's it's the that's f- the that's the have you seen Glenn Gary Glenn Ross? Yes, you know the part where he goes, uh, "Bad people go to hell." I don't think so. You think that live that way? Then he goes, "Hell exists on Earth." Yes, I won't live in it. Yes, he says. It sounds to me like you are trying to create the best you can for yourself. You're like, I like this. I like this. I'm going to work my ass off to get those things.
0: Yeah, I don't think you know. I don't think twice about you know career. Go this way. Go that way. What I'm doing. What I should be doing. Like you know, people go hey, did you ever feel like maybe you could have done this
1: or you should have done that? And I go, I I, I never think about it. Right. Well, you've had your share of failures. Uh, Yeah. I remember there was a time I was was driving around uh, New York City and on the way from New York to Boston, I saw like four or five billboards that were different shows you were on. It was really? insane. Yeah. It was right when, the, I believe, All a failed. carpentry show came out. That's right. And it was like something happened. You must have been in a pretty invigorating swirl of, of heat, I guess we call that. Phone keeps ringing. These things are happening. Carpentry show on... Uh.
0: Yeah, some discovery, uh, some
1: discovery. History. <laughs> history discovery. I, not even sure. I'm not sure. But, I don't remember. And then, and then I believe this is at the same time that the man show was still on. All these uh, different things. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is happening with Adam Carolla? And then, and then you know, you've been in the business long enough. Give me a year. Some of those will still exist. Some of them won't exist. Yes. So, oh, I've done. Uh, Thousand. Uh, my last like three or four pilots have failed. Is that hitting the bag? Is that getting your face mask grabbed? Or is that the toughness? Do you have that toughness that helps you get through that stuff?
0: You know, I've I have a couple feelings about like failed pilots, sure. which, which I've done a bunch of. Um, first off, they pay you, right? You know, so yeah. you got paid. Right. If they chose not to put it on the air, they chose not to put it on the air. And I didn't agree with their decision. I thought the product was good. And if I thought the product sucked, then I'd feel really shitty about it. Right. But I thought each time I did a pilot, it was a good product. Right. And it was probably better than good. But somebody chose not to do it. Now, someone says, why? Why didn't they put it on? And I go, I don't know. I didn't ask. Right. I don't care. They right. they made the decision. And that's it. You don't need to fucking know
1: why. Right. When somebody wants to break up with you. But see, most people do want to know why. I don't give a shit. It's funny that's that you their, say that because Jay Leno, when they took The Tonight Show from him, also made that analogy. He said, I'm the kind of guy a girl breaks up with me. I say, okay, see you later. He doesn't say, why? Right. He's just because you don't want to be with me? Okay. Well, it's, their, course he went it's back their, their
0: prerogative. Right. And it's what they've paid for. Right. You know, they put out two and a half million bucks to do a pilot. Uh, I spent it. I got I don't know, hundred and fifty grand of it, or two hundred grand of it, or whatever I got, and they didn't put it on. Yeah, so I'll move on. So, a, I got paid, and they chose not to do it. This is a business, you know, super high attrition. I mean, it's like playing baseball and you not getting a hit or a home run and walking back to the dugout and trying to explain to everyone what happened. Right. Well, I got it. News for you: if you get a hit every third time you get you're up at bat, your you're doing Hall pretty fucking good. Hall of Fame, right? So. There's well, an element terrible. of that, and, and look, there are things I've done where I've won, well, that wasn't the best thing in the world, and then there's things I've done where I've won, oh, that was really good. You know, the home improvement show, yeah. everyone, everyone says to me, oh, that was a great show. We love that show. I mean, literally, TV Guide said, this is the best home improvement show that's ever been on the air, and it lasted one season, and it's gone, right. and people said, what happened? Why would they cancel that show? It was so good, and I go...
1: I don't know. Yeah. I didn't talk to anybody about is, is it. The, I have no fucking idea. Is your podcast a way of taking the power back for yourself and being like, nobody's going to cancel this? I'm going to do it my own way? Um, there's an element of, I, you know, if you write books,
0: if you do live theater shows or, or stand-up shows, if you do a podcast, yes, there is a way of removing. I've always said this, and I've always looked to sort of internalize a little bit because externalizing does you no good. And uh, I've always said, even and you should all do this in your lives, which is if you go down to a store, you want to go down to the guitar store and look at some vintage guitars, and it's a Wednesday... And it's one in one in the afternoon, and you go down there and you go, and it's locked and it's closed. And you go, "What the fuck? Middle of the day, middle of the week? What? What? What are they locked for?" And it says, eh, "Closed on Wednesday." Mm-hmm. And you and you drive home and you go, "Fuck that! What the fuck's wrong with those people? Why would you be closed on a Wednesday?" You know, what you should be saying to yourself, "I should have called. I should have called and checked to see if they were open." Keep it on. Now, your people own. might say, "Well, why would you call? It's Wednesday, middle of the week." Well, I don't know, but that's the only way you're going to learn anything. Right. So, drive home and say. A, I think it's dumb that they would close their store, but next time, I'll go ahead and make the call. And for me... It's assuming
1: responsibility. Why not? It's, it's empowering.
0: It's the only way you can get anything. Otherwise, you just wasted half a tank of gas driving to right. the fucking vintage uh, store. but home. if you
1: learn something, you, you, it's empowering. This is an empowering right. idea. So, so if
0: it- you do a pilot, I've always said this. Um, I used to box a little bit, and if you want to make sure... That you're going to get away, you're going to leave that ring with a win, you knock the other guy out. Right. If you leave it up to a decision, then you could dominate three rounds or 10 rounds or 12 rounds and get a hometown decision and lose. right? So I did a bunch of pilots, and my pilots were B pluses, but I didn't knock them out. Right. I should have won on points. Right. But guess what? Hometown decision. I left it to the judges. Yeah. And judges make bad decisions. Yeah. And that's what happens. And that's where you get outsourced.
1: Uh, (laughs) But the point is this. Hey, I wrote for that show. Oh,
0: sorry. The point (laughs) is this. Paul Reiser show. Did you know that? Yes. Let's
1: just say yes. Let's go. (laughs) Oh, fuck you forever.
0: The point, the the writing was strong. The actors a little bit weak. The point is this. Um you don't put it into the don't give it to the judges and that's what that's what you should should learn and i've had failures i've had successes that's that's the business it's nice to control things and the book and the podcast and the stand-up that is being able to control things
1: it's a gift that's a gift that you just gave us would you give me a boxing tip one tip for a guy who's never been in a fight is it keep my elbow up what do i do how are do, you, how are do you I, fighting another how do I guy? Punch keep a man. your elbow up. Somebody said once, if you keep your elbow up, if you miss the punch, you'll hit him in the face with your elbow.
0: Oh, oh, I see. I don't okay. know. What well, do I know? In your
1: stance, you're supposed to keep your elbow
0: sucked in, so you don't get, tuck him in. Yeah, tuck, fuck, yep. in the ribs there. Um, okay. Well, here's my tip I'll give to you. But now, my dad
1: always just said hit him in the balls. He said take a bow. That's what he says.
0: I'm, I'm, <laughs> really, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried. I hope you're sitting down. My dad and I never had a discussion on how to fight people.
1: Yeah, I think he was kind of joking, but I don't know. I'm um, sure my dad's punched people in the face.
0: You know, half of me doesn't want to give this advice out in case I run into one of your podcast listeners. who's <laughs> had a few beers and is not happy about my performance and he's going to use my, my own tip against me. I can't wait. Uh, here's what I can say. If you're going to just get into a street fight, yeah, and it's just your basic drunk dude at the bar, whatever you know, concert, whatever, and you're just going to fucking throw down. Yeah, but that's what we're talking about. Sure, unless you're talking about doing the Golden Gloves or something like no,
1: that. No, no, no. I'm talking about something that's going to actually happen. Okay. <laughs> Not, okay. I didn't enter. Okay. And I'm um, a big. I'm a big guy.
0: Here's what I will say: a lot of reach. Most people are right-handed. Uh huh. And their thus their left hand is worthless. Right. And they won't punch with it. They have no idea how to punch with it. The thing that makes boxers sort of dangerous is their weak arm is pretty good. Right. They can throw jabs, hooks, and uppercuts with their weak arm and still hit hard and knock you out. Right, So there's a lot of boxers that are left hookers who will, they're right-handed, but they knock you out with their left hand. Right, right, right. So if you're going to get into a street fight with a guy... Uh, I've implemented this on occasion or two. Keep in mind that he's going to be right-handed. And besides, us left-handed people are too creative. We've never lower ourselves to that level yeah. anyway.
1: But it, uh, are you see. left-handed? Yeah. I, I love it when other left-handed
0: guys who drive trucks come up to me and explain that we're more creative than yeah, other people. Yeah. Like, so he is going to fight you in the street. And when he squares off, do not worry about his front hand. Yeah, he will do nothing with that front hand except for maybe paw a little bit. He's going to try to throw the right hand. Right. And when the right hand comes, it's going to be big and it's going to be looping and you'll see it coming a mile away. <laughs> so do not worry about the front hand. Only focus on the back hand and understand that that thing's going to have horrible form. It's not coming straight down the pike. It's coming in a roundabout way, and you have plenty of time. And if you can get your left hand working just a little bit, you can jab him in the face and fuck him up, especially (laughs) bare-knuckled, way before his right ever gets near you.
1: Really? Yes. So what are we doing? Are we waiting for him to throw that first punch? I went to a Quaker school, by the way. I'm a pacifist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All I'm saying
0: is, don't worry about the left. I can remove that from the equation yeah. and focus on the right, and that's coming wide. Yeah. And so you have plenty of time to make a decision.
1: Very interesting. Will you be my dad? <laughs> yes, I should. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I got everything before we go to the final topic. The final topic. You're fucking great. Do you know that? It's Nobody what? has opinions anymore. Have you noticed that? Well, no I, one has opinions. I... I think they These, may
0: keep them to themselves or Well, something. people are
1: afraid of being judged or whatever. Right.
0: Or called a fill in uh, the blank or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, we, we got everything, which means we, we talk about God at the end of the show. Okay. I understand you're an atheist. Yeah. Is that right? I don't want to be. You mean you want to believe in something? Yeah. Don't. I mean, it's let, too
0: let, late for let, that.
1: Uh, let me put this argument towards you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not It's not even an argument. It's just something I'm, I've been thinking about this week, which is life and afterlife doesn't seem to make any sense. But life doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like an afterlife makes as much sense as this one. Mm-hmm. We didn't show up here and go, this doesn't make any sense. Right. So why, when we die, it, it seems to reason that it's possible that our souls exist and we go somewhere else and we go, oh, that's weird. I thought it was over. Mm-hmm. Are you open to that at all?
0: Uh, my problem with the afterlife is... It's born from grandiosity. It's like, I hear people say, well, what do you mean? This can't just be it. And yeah. it's like, why can't it be it? Because yeah. it's that way for the for the cow you're consuming that's in that hamburger patty. Right. It's that way for your It is dog. convenient. It's convenient. It's that way for the sequoia tree, and it's that way for that whale that just beached itself. So, ah, But is it that way for the sequoia <laughs>
1: tree? He will grow again, uh, won't he? <laughs> And, well, the, and the cow, too, I suppose will, I, uh... I mean
0: i I sort of believe whenever there is a premise that is sort of convenient or self serving yeah. I would ask that you probably examine it pretty closely, right because it does seem like well, just about every culture has a religion, and the one thing they agree on, and they don 't agree on much, but the one commonality is is when you die. You get to go somewhere, yeah. And why would all these cultures from all around the world, all sort of who have nothing in common, and would gladly see each other dead, right. actually, because of their religious beliefs? Why would each religion really have the one thing in common? Which because they're going somewhere. A
1: grotesque fear of death,
0: right? Also, I was thinking about this the other day when it comes to uh, being Muslim and like the whole seventy-two virgin thing, yeah. And uh, maybe Mormon. I'm not sure if they get virgins either. But Well, Mormons get celestial wives, depending the, on how many. The whole, the whole virgin thing. Yeah. I just need a little clarity as an atheist. Did you kill them <laughs> as virgins so they could service your cock when you're in heaven? Or were they just I think they're teenagers angels. who just bought it on mopeds at like 14 while they still had their ah! hymens, and now you're raping them for eternity? how does what kind of uh, by the way what, what kind of heaven is this for them you, yeah. you know what i mean like what happened i was on a vespa when i was 13 and i got a hit by an ice cream truck and i was killed <laughs> a falafel truck a falafel truck so you're <laughs> you're virgin and you're dead right what happened next some guy looked like ron jeremy's they're raping me
1: <laughs> you're, forever you're assuming that the virgins were people i always assumed they were oh. like uh, slutty angels Okay, so they were just up there. Yeah. They weren't sex But they up. were created by, uh, I suppose, God in heaven to be sex people. And
0: then once you go through your first virgin,
1: can we reuse? Not- can we repurpose her? Yeah, the, the, there's vaginal reconstructive surgery. I would
0: have, like, look, you guys, you guys are just sucking cock. There will ah, be no penetration. I'm going to
1: save you. We're here for eternity. 72 isn't even that much yeah. for eternity. Yeah, I mean, that could be a long weekend. 20 like- years in, they're all the same. Yeah, Lucy well, goosey. Well, my whole thing is, oh, I'm I, so sorry about loosey goosey. Everybody, I want some everybody. of you
0: to be some of you to be virgins. So we're going we're going back door and we're going oral with some of you. Oh. We'll break it up, and then some of you I am going to mow through, like
1: you know you back, definitely oh, back, as, you, as you're it. briefing them. Yeah, okay. I just right. did something that got me here, and uh, you you're definitely you're just going to be garbage to me. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm so sorry. That's right. You I'm going to save. You're just you're just oral.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Hello, kitty t shirt. Come with me. Uh, I don't know. I can't can't figure out all your names.
1: You're right. I'm suspicious. I grew up uh, uh, Protestant. And then when I remember when I met my first Mormon, I I, I thought it, it felt a little too man made, a little manufactured. Because I had to come to terms with it. I was like,
0: most of these things uh, not only are man made, but they're man made. Like, yeah, man made. They, they man-made. have to do with the dudes. Yeah. And
1: like, uh, like this well, does w- seem like
0: the kind of thing a white dude would have cooked up if he gave him a Steno pad yeah. in some time. Like, right. you got a bunch of dudes together, like, yeah. how's it work? Well, let's see. We live forever. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of hot virgins that are gonna like service us when we get up yeah, Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about Kagerator? Anything yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, like yeah. like there's it's a lot of like dude it's very conveniently dude oriented and human oriented. Yes. And it doesn't feel spiritual That's it the part defined. yeah, part that makes me a little bit suspicious is that, oh, we're
1: all going somewhere and it's gonna be better. I think you should be suspicious, but let, let's break it down to the most basic thing that you might want not even want to believe in, but like thinking about the idea of a soul, some sort of I don't have any way. of that, but I'll tell you what I do believe.
0: I believe your soul and your spirit is what you leave behind in the hearts and the minds and the eyes and ears of others. Yep. And if you're children or your or you know friends family people who listen to the podcast sure. if, if if they pause for some moment and think god that was funny when adam said that or, yeah. or that was touching when pete yeah, did yeah, that yeah, yeah, and yeah. and like i said whether they're connected to you related to you by blood right whether it's a you know uh, whether it's one of my twins or whether it's just somebody who's i'm dead and it's been ten years, and he finds my book, and he's reading it, and he's hearing my words. Then, yeah. to me, that's what I've left behind. Yeah, that's, that's what I've. And 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 again, you don't have to be reading my words. It's just the the conversation you had with your grandfather, the the bit of wisdom. Yeah, maybe it's just a fucking super killer super killer pineapple upside down cake that mom used to make yeah, and She'd yeah, yeah. make it once a year for your birthday and you can every time you go to a diner and you order a slice of that you think a mom that's your soul. Her spirit that's her soul that's that, her soul that's your soul
1: that's what's left behind i think that's beautiful i really do really i'm not just saying that i think that's lovely i'm open to all things i'm I like open that. to absolute nothing and pineapple cake and if you were sitting here being like Look, man, on the way over, I was thinking about my mom, and then the song played, and I know my mom sent that song from heaven to me. I'd right. be like, really? Yeah. I'm on both. I'm, yeah. all, I'm all green lights. It's good. Let's see where we go if all we right. only hit green lights. Yeah. But you just took us to a great place. Thanks. How Was that good for time? Two hours? Jesus, fuck. You're a fucking pro, man. I do want to say this. On the record, on the mic, talking about people who don't have opinions and stuff, the fact that you're just a fucking jukebox for anecdotes and stories and jokes and bits and opinions- that I could just sit here and just go like, "Don't worry, Adam. I'll have something about whatever I said. It's a treat, and I'm really glad you did it, man. Thanks, Pete. You're very, well, very pleasure. good at this. Would you? Uh, we end every episode by saying, "Keep it crispy. That's up to you. If you want to say, "Keep it crispy.
0: Keep it crispy. That's up to you. If you want to say,
1: "Keep it crispy. <laughs> what? I don't. What? <laughs> what? You did a great job. I keep it crispy. I can't do all right, you. Come on. I can't do you that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs>